This podcast is sponsored by Enriched. Now, if you're a regular listener to the show, then you'll know that I'm not a big fan of Big Pharma. So I do everything I can to try and stay out of their sickness subscription system. And a key component in my daily arsenal is a dose of what I'm calling the White Basement Lion King Super Stack. First, chugga mushroom, known as the king of mushrooms for a reason. Its potent antioxidant, antiviral, immune-supporting properties make it the most studied medicinal mushroom on earth. And although there can be only one king, the king wears a mane, a lion's mane. Brain-boosting, neuron-sharpening, cognition-enhancing, lion's mane is the perfect partner for King Chaga and the second half of the Lion King Super Stack. For me, it's the perfect start to my day helping me to go hard and go home. Go to enriched.co, that's E-N-R-I-C-H-D.co, and use the discount code WHITEBASEMENTPOD to get a 10% discount site-wide. Start your day like a king. Go to Enriched and grab the Lion King Super Stack now. We did really get like a front row seat the last three years, right? Can't fly. Can't go here, can't go yeah. there, can't go out, yeah. can't go to work. Say COVID is to, fake, we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll cancel you. Yeah, exactly. You know, if you literally, your neighbours will grass you up for not wearing a mask and blah, blah, blah. The police will come knocking at your door, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, anyone who goes, no, it's never going to happen. Matt, it happened. <laughs> it happened in the UK. It happened in the US. It happened in Australia. In Australia, they were... They were microwave weaponing people and boiling them from the inside fucking crowd control because they dared to go out in the park when they were told to stay at home. So anyone that wants to say, can never happen, bro, go back to sleep. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the White Basement Podcast. Follow the show on Instagram at White Basement Pod. Find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Well, I think Google Podcasts is going to because no one listens to it because Google is not a nice company. And if you're watching on YouTube, hit the like button and subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And please do share the show. It helps us to grow. Today, we are here in the White Basement Studio in the mean streets of Chipping Barnet to lay an important debate to rest, to settle an argument once and for all to determine conclusively, definitively, and absolutely, is Bitcoin bullshit? <laughs> Joining me again is big-brained, big-hearted computer scientist Krishnan Nath, here today to tell me why I'm completely wrong about Bitcoin and probably everything else. I'm also joined by my over-anxious, underwhelmed, lightly medicated wingman, Smith One, <laughs> back again to contemplate his cuticles and pose the questions that no one else cares to ask. Guys, welcome back to the show. I'd like to say it's a pleasure, but um, I'd be sort of stretching that a little bit. But um, at least I'm yeah. here with Chris. Boom, tish. Yeah, I'm. I'm glad to be back in my in my actual capacity as a in in one of the few subjects I am actually qualified to talk about. Beautiful. Yeah. So so we're gonna we're gonna uh, we're gonna discuss Bitcoin because we did Smith and I did a uh, an episode. I'll put a link up here if you're watching on YouTube. Um, a few weeks back, it would have come out. And uh, yeah, yeah. and um, Chris basically said it was all 
nonsense what, we, what I was talking about. And I said, uh, yeah, that's, that's probably true. <laughs> it, it's funny because the first time I met Krish, we started talking about Bitcoin for some reason. Yeah. And right from then he was like, no, nah, it's all bullshit. And I was kind of like, mm, mark his card. What you, yeah, what you've, you, you've, you've always, the, the few short conversations we've had, you've always said, no, you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm bearish on bull, uh, yeah, Bitcoin. Uh, like, I, I, I think I've got to clarify that, right? Like the whole using it as a currency, I am, I've never, like, I've tried to get into it, tried to understand it, and I just found that it, the way it's structured is just not conducive to being a currency as I would use it on a day-to-day basis. Um, however, I am I am bullish on the technology because I think there is a really good uh, set of use cases where you know we can use this technology to ensure that you know things don't go wrong like like two thousand and eight. Yeah, but Krish, when you say when you say you're you're not um, you're pretty bearish on the fact that it's you know for its use cases of mm-hmm. as a currency mm-hmm. um, for day-to-day transactions, yeah. but what about as a store of value? And we'll, we'll, and we'll yeah, probably come back yeah. to that. So, so the, that's the thing, right? For me, it's the store. The store of value is the thing that I, I find interesting. So, a little bit about my background. I'm a .NET developer by trade. I'm an engineering manager at the moment, um, and throughout my life, I've had to deal with different databases. And effectively, if we take the premise of what Bitcoin is, it, it is effectively just a database that you read once and you can read anytime you want, and it's distributed across the globe, right? And that technology is really powerful because we can use it for a lot of the things that we now have, you know, giant um, government organizations, like, you know, standards organizations who can standardize, help standardize things. Is that, is that your... Um... Is elevator pitch? Yeah. Okay, so, so let, me, let, me, let me put my, the, the case for Bitcoin briefly and then maybe that can be like a jumping off point but, but even to, even to when you make the before you make the case like one of the things i've always been curious of is where did it come from because of course i think a lot of the population you know we kind of slept on bitcoin for the first five six years yeah. 2009 yeah. 2011 when did it come out 2009, 2009. Or 11? nine right it was yeah. after the financial crisis yeah, yeah. so the and genesis block actually has the quote from gordon brown in it about yes printing Whatever. Have you actually Kiri. read it, the actual white paper? No. It's, I mean, is it, is it, have you read it? I've read parts of it. I haven't finished it. It's, I mean, it's only yeah. a, it's like a two-page yeah. two page thing. It was pretty short. It was if, pretty, you, um, if you listen to all my episodes, you'll know I don't read anything. <laughs> I listen to everything. You just I look at the pictures. Yeah, I, 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 I can't read. I can't. I have some kind of dyspraxic, but, dyslexic. But where, yeah, but where did it come from? Because there's this whole thing, obviously, you know, that everybody knows about Satoshi and, you know, he's the, this pseudonymous inventor yeah. or a group of people, you know, who knows if he's even Japanese, but he's got this, you know, Satoshi Nakamoto, he's a Japanese guy, but, you know, was he, is he, you know, who was he? What's, like, I'm, I'm always, and I'd love to hear from your point of view, Chris, from a technical point of view, you know, can code just sort of, Clearly, someone must have done this and then disappeared. Or yeah, I mean, I had a look at the GitHub um, repository mm. for it, and I mean, it only goes back till I think it's like 2012 or 2013 before it was on GitHub. So again, like, there's lost information on on the code, right? Um, I I personally think it is someone who who lost big on during 2008, who under who's from a cryptographic background. And understands uh, understands coding to a level where they could implement it, 
right? And I think that's the that's what it is. Is like there's someone who realized that after what happened in 2008, that you know, effectively they wanted a different paradigm from banks because, like, what happened in 2008 wrecked a lot of people's lives. Mm-hmm. So we should we should just quickly clarify 2008. Uh, was the financial crisis, yeah, the, financial the, crisis. the yep. most recent one, when basically all the liquidity in the system seized up and everything was in danger of completely collapsing. And so everything was kind of frozen and the central banks injected a lot of liquidity, which basically means they counterfeited lots of money and gave it back to the people that had fucked it all up in the first place. And that's why now you can't afford to switch your heating on. That's the short version. Or, or the extrapolated version and with a little bit of chasonomics in, inputted into it. Would you disagree? It's, um, it's a little bit sort of fast forward, you know, from one point straight to the other. But, um, I mean, you know, as, as I've said, I mean, I'm, you know, I come from a TradVi background. Um, <clears throat> when I owe you and you owe him and he owes someone else, you know, all it needs is one person to not pay up and this whole kind of chain of dominoes falls. And I think... You know, when you say, and I get it, you know, you're, you're saying it sort of more flippantly, but, you know, when you say, you know, people are just giving, the same guys that basically messed everything up were then given money. Um, I mean, it's it's been a very popular sort of debate and a very kind of, you know, many people say this, that, you know, what's the moral hazard? If you're going to just bail out the people and, you know, when, when it's good, they get paid and when it's bad, they get bailed, bailed out. It's not correct. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, you have to give some liquidity because if you don't, if you let one bank go under... 50 others, you know, your whole financial system will collapse. Um, so there's, there's good points and bad points, but I think, you know... There, there's an argument for that, and I, and, I, and I completely support it, because if the whole system does collapse, it's still the poorest people that, that get True. hurt the worst. Yeah. The, the problem is that no one went to, to prison. So it's fine. Bail everything out, get it all moving again, and everybody who stole people's money and, and, and did reckless shit with it and bought 15 yachts, lock them up for the rest of their natural fucking life. That's what you do. But what do you lock them up for? They didn't commit fraud, right? Didn't the, they? No, I mean... No, like, not, not the no, actual people. Because the, let, let's look at, like, say, like, what's his name? Uh, the Diamond, what's his... Jamie Diamond. Jamie Diamond, right? Um, what what did he actually like? People like that. What did they actually do? Hold they, on, hold on. But, but I would, yeah. But I would say, out of everybody, and, and sorry, not not particularly Jamie Diamond, but this is this is the point. The traders on the front line, guys like myself, you know, we were just doing our jobs, and our jobs are raising money for governments, for supranationals, for you know, for whoever. Right? It's a it's a good, honest job. I'm just you. gonna I'm just gonna interject one thing, which may may sound a bit over harsh and over controversial but that's what all the nazis said when they did the the war crimes tribunals in the hague i was just doing my job that's not an excuse it's never an excuse look i mean you you know you know my position on the recent on the scamdemic right right and i don't know whether you've seen just uh, maybe three four days ago the the if you've seen the new zealand whistleblower have you seen all this stuff so basically in new zealand they had a a database for every single vaccination that was given and it was managed by one guy because it's a small country with a small Mm. population so this guy helped to write the database and he was managing the database and he started looking at the data in the database and he's realized that basically it's a one in 1000 people who, who were injected died 
and there are certain batches that have a 20 to 40% yeah. kill rate. The yeah. others were saline, etc. Right, we're back. Uh, we had a we had a technical difficulty. So um, yeah, I think I was just I was just making a a, a crass analogy to the war crimes tribunals and people saying that they're only doing their jobs, which oh, you know yes. I'm 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 you know I'm I'm oversimplifying. Um, and I'm and I'm certainly not saying that everyone involved in the financial system is a criminal, but just because something is not technically illegal doesn't mean it's not immoral. Doesn't it wasn't mean even immoral, Jason. Ninety-nine percent of it is not immoral. It's not. You're raising money for people. People are coming to you saying, "I need a hundred million." You're saying, "Well, I know someone who might have a hundred and agreeing a price." That's your job. That's what cap that's how capital markets work. Yeah, but it was within a system which I think no, most no. people understood that no, fractional reserve is not really backed no, up by anything. You're conflating all that stuff. It's it's not correct. It's it's nothing. It's it's like literally two people, you know, maybe ten people in a big bank who do subprime. Um, repackaging of, of collateralized mortgages and stuff like that. The others do all kinds of, I mean, there's but the guy who runs guys, the there's FX guys. Knows correct. That. And that's why I say it's what you want to look at. It's not the, the traders on the front line. It's the guys at the top who are. That's what I said. The Jamie Diamonds should, should have been locked up. Right. I didn't say like everyone who works there. I'm saying like, if no, you, you're saying like, oh, if you have oversight of, you know, we of just what's do going jobs, on. Gov. If you have oversight of what's going on and you know that there's yeah. shady things happening Correct. and you do nothing about them because it's profitable yeah. for you and then it all blows up and you go, hey, listen, if you don't bail us out, we're going to fuck everything up even more. That's crooked. I mean, it's, it comes down to, again, like kind of natural law, common law against like the law of the country. And this is where the problem is that you've got all these loopholes because you're like, well, technically what we did wasn't illegal, but... You know, it's like, let's say you go to um, uh, Afghanistan with your daughter who's 14 years old and she gets raped. And they go, well, technically it's not illegal over here. Yeah, right. So, well, technically it's not illegal. So what are you going to do? Oh, yeah, you, you know what? You're right, bro. Let's take some selfies and it's cool. No, you'd be looking for a, a stick or a stone to smash someone's mm. head in because the common law and natural law that's that's really what should happen. Yep. But, but I, th I think you're not like I. Th I think where the common law stuff happens, right? It's not going to happen straight away, right? It, it's the problem with these kind of these kind of situations is that it takes a bit of time before the truth comes out. For sure. Right? Like we are now all you know. It's 2023. We're all at the back end. We are all probably still in the. Uh, inflationary period because we printed a ton of money for COVID and Still eat printing. out to eat out to help, what uh, help out to eat out, or whatever yeah. it is, right? We printed a ton of money, but the thing that gives the value for that money is the money that's already in circulation. So we're p feeling the pain, right? But it takes time before people, people, you know, investigative journalists and people like that who actually dig into the the root cause of the problem, they find out what what it is, like. Um, you know the the details about Auschwitz. It took four or five years before the the truth of it came out, right? Because it took the soldiers to tell people who can then tell other people about this problem. And I think that's the key here is that with with Bitcoin, the reason it came out in two thousand and nine because the whoever it was 
probably felt the pain. But they they must have. I mean, you would know better than me. But and as far as I understand yeah. the, the 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 backstory, the history, they were they were coding around that for probably five years before yeah. that. It wasn't like they two thousand and eight. <laughs> shit, I lost my pension. Let me write some code. This 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 already was because there was this thing I think it was called hash cash or something yeah which mm. predates a yeah, few yeah, years yeah. and they, so they'd been experimenting with all of these kind of ways to to make um, I mean again you you can probably explain it better than me but to make a, a, um, an indelible ledger yeah. that doesn't require any trust. Yeah. Everyone can validate and yeah. therefore you can see a transaction actually happened. Yeah. I sent something to Smith's wallet yeah. and everyone can confirm that's what happened. It can't be faked, it can't be double spent, it can't be changed, yeah. etc. The people had been trying to kind of um, do this for, for a long time. Yeah. And this, I think we skipped over this a little bit when we mm. did a previous Bitcoin one, but this is this, is this thing called the Byzantine General's yep. problem or yeah, dilemma, yeah, yeah. right? I think there's 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 the there's the there's the war version and there's the trade version. But I think on the trade version, you'd say you've got a city with uh, four gates and there's a market at each gate, yep. and the merchant comes and he wants to be able to sell his carpets, let's say, at each of the four markets, but he can only sell them at one. So the only way up until now that he could ever um, sell at more than one place, i.e. not physically face-to-face, -face, is to, that's is not to the use an agent. No. You're talking about the war one, right, where they don't know... Yeah, so the, the, the war one is easier to explain for okay. most people, right? The way it works is you have, say, there are five generals, and they all decide that they're going to attack a particular point. If we have consensus, all of them say, yeah, we're going to attack, we're all going to attack. Now, if you have, say, two people who are going to say, no, we're not going to attack you would consider them to be unreliable, right? However, the general consensus is still there because the majority is saying that this is the this is the right action to take. So you would attack. But those two generals who did not attack are considered un unreliable. So in Bitcoin terms, is when you have multiple blockchains running, you would have, the protocol would require a Byzantine general uh, solution to ensure that the longest blockchain is maintained. Right. Right. Yeah, the consensus chain. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I don't know what my 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 uh story is is more around the this is the first time that you can trustlessly do uh commerce transactions not face to face ever. It's never been possible before. If, if this is this is the rise of the bank. The bank became the trusted agent in the middle who does the transaction. So you use a MasterCard or a Visa yep. or whatever. If it's not physical face-to-face -face with cash, then I'm just trusting that Visa is going to pay you and you're trusting Visa is going to pay you and you send me goods and then it clears at the end of the month yep, or yep. whatever. And So you always had this agent that sits in the middle that takes a fee for being the trusted party in yep. the middle. That's, that's basically what the bank... Yeah, started out yeah, as a yeah. clearing agent, yeah. 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 And Bitcoin has removed the need for that middleman because the the transaction can be seen by everybody. No one needs to be the be the 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 agent that says, "Okay, you give me the money. Don't worry. I'm trust me. I, yeah. I will go and pay Krish yeah. at the end of the month." The transaction happens. It takes five minutes, twenty minutes. Depends how fast. But there the is still a middleman. 
the middleman is the, the network. Yeah, the blockchain. The, the network oh, is the middleman. Yeah, but it's a it's a it's a software in the middle, right? Rather than human. It's still, if you think about it in another way, right? There is a node, which is a say it's a computer, right? Someone has to maintain that computer, make sure that it's updated, make sure that it, there's enough electricity to run it, make sure there's not too much dust, all of that jazz. So there is still a, a trusted agent, but we've taken it from being a human being to a machine, right? That's what Bitcoin has done and Ethereum and all the other um, um, crypto, not crypto, like the crypto coin um, crypto networks, yeah. right? Yeah. What they've done is they've taken the requirement of a, of a human or a, a group of humans to verify something and they're able to disseminate it across a set of nodes across a network, right? And I agree with you that doing that kind of zero trust net network like it's it's amazing it's what what bitcoin has done for peer to peer, -to -peer uh, transactions brilliant right where 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 i am skeptical about it is the mining part of it right mining you know dealing with cryptographic um, uh, solutions putting it onto a blockchain and then there's a payout when the time elapses I find that just there's the incentive to do that is it's not I, I just don't understand it right that's my problem is that I don't understand what the incentive is to mine well the incentive I mean if you're a miner the incentive paid for it, is right? to get paid okay but how do you you still need to convert that the coin into something that is tangible right yeah, so this, so so then we start going into the, into the the regulatory um, side. And well, no, not not necessarily the regulatory side because I think that's you would have that with any industry all the time, right? The, the, there will be regulations; they will change. There will be lobbying, etc. Things are legal, not illegal, whatever. But I think it's more around sort of the back to the the kind of concept of what is money, what what. What I mean, let let me ask you that because we I think we kind of talked about it before. What would be your definition of or concept of or idea of money? What is money and what what makes good money or bad money? Okay, so for me, like I take it as anything I can exchange for services and goods, right? Um, in the more modern paradigm, it's it's whatever your governmental issued currency is. Um, like I know the history of currency in India, we used to start off by trading um, uh, cows, and then people would say, "Oh, actually, this is worth a quarter of a cow." Then they would have to buy force, but I want one. So the currency came about in India because of the fact that you know we had to trade in cows. So I think the the main thing for me is like, is it something that I will like? How can I use this every day and not? and have enough of it that I can uh, get everything I need to get. So I think for me, it's more about something that has value. It can be perceived value or it can be something that's valuable like gold. Gold is, you know, it it requires effort to get out of the ground. So for me, I'm, I'm quite like uh, ambivalent about what I call currencies. For me, it can be literally um, my, my neighbor and I, we traded uh, my Blackberries for a couple of jars of her jam, right? That kind of thing. But do you, do you uh, accept that currency and money 
are slightly different and that money has to have qualities that currency does not have to have. Because so so my 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 idea on it is that currency is used for transactions yeah. for transacting. So it doesn't really need many of the qualities that money needs because it's a it's a super low time preference mm. thing. Starbucks back, I yeah. get paid, I pay my electricity. I, I don't really hold on to it. Yeah. So whatever um, inflation that's cooked into it, yeah, I don't really feel it. Yeah. In the sense yeah. of Unless we get to hyperinflation. Yep. So if we're mm. living in Argentina or we're living in Venezuela or we're living in um, Lebanon, yep. they, they literally have that. Even Turkey yeah. now. You get paid, you go straight to the shop and you do your month yeah. shopping. Because if you wait until three weeks' time, you're going to get 10% less food. Yeah. That's hyperinflation. Yeah. So we have inflation that we don't really notice because it's slow. Yeah. But like I think I asked this last time, what's your electricity bill look like compared to two years ago? What's your food bill look like? It's double or triple. Oh, 100%. Because 100%, of inflation. Yeah, yeah. And inflation is something that we, because we have a short lifespan, we who are alive at the moment, who are earning money, we've never been through a, a hyperinflationary period. People who've come from other countries have. Yeah. So people that have come from Turkey or people that come from Latin America, probably even yeah. older Indians that have yeah, seen yeah. the rupee get devalued, yeah. right? South Africa, same yeah, thing. Yeah. They, they understand. But people in sort of first world countries, we've, we haven't really been through that, that kind of harsh process of your money's just worth <clears throat> so much less that you can't even buy the stuff that you had budgeted to buy. Because the, the currency that we're using, pounds and dollars and mm. euros, is inflating and losing value on a second by second basis yeah. because of the money printing because of the fractional reserve nature of the system it's it's literally built to lose value yeah. and it's built to lose value so that you are always in debt so that you are always a slave to the system if you if you take a sound money so if you take something like a gold or silver or bitcoin you have a uh, uh, I mean, Bitcoin is the only one that actually mathematically conforms properly to what money should be. Gold and silver are good approximations. But like I was saying the other, the other week, if gold becomes valuable enough, there's gold in seawater. Yeah. It just costs you £50,000 yeah. an ounce to get it yeah. out. So it's not worth it until gold is £60,000. Yeah. But there's, there's more gold on, on earth than you could ever, you know. Yeah. 500 yeah, yeah. billion people couldn't use that much gold. It's just too expensive to get it yeah. at the moment. So you need something which has a, a fixed emissions schedule and a capped supply. So you know how much the total amount is going to be and how much is produced every yeah. Yeah. day, week, month, whatever. Mm. Once you have that, you then have a deflationary monetary system rather than an inflationary monetary system and you have something then that you can start building long-term ideas projects countries on okay because you you can see exactly what's going to be produced over the next hundred right. years yeah. in terms of the currency we, we've just mm. seen you know recently that whatever money was being printed you know we're mm. at one percent inflation or yeah. whatever and then there was uh, the the pandemic, and then they were like, oh, we're just going to print three times as much. Yeah. 
Yeah. And then, well, where does it come from? Don't worry about it. You want to stay home and work from home, right? You want to like go eat out, help out, get a half price dinner on a Wednesday? Come on, bro. Don't worry about where we're printing it from. And then three years down the line, everyone's pissing and moaning about they can't pay for their food and they can't pay yeah. for their, yeah. okay. their electric bill because money just got printed out of thin air. Okay. Okay, so the my my problem with Bitcoin as a as a currency, right? Something that you want to hold and will have value in the future. Why is a money then? So, because as sorry, a currency, well, hold on, which is which? Currency, currency is something is that we spend. transact. Yeah, okay, yeah. so something as an investment, right? Long term investment. Right. What what I feel, what I think is going to happen is with the Bitcoin network, it will eventually collapse, right? Because it's a fixed supply. After that supply goes, what happens then? Transaction fees. Right. But the transaction fees are going to go to a group of people that all have mm -hmm. nodes on the system. It is not going to go from, you're not, you and I are not going to get those transaction fees. No. No. Right. It's going to go to a group of people who essentially, who maintain, who maintain the who network, maintain the network yep. who also have kind of a hegemony on. On the network as well, because if you look at like the mining pools, I think there are only like ten mining pools, and the biggest ones like fifteen percent of of the mining pool is done of the mining is done by one pool. Mm. So, and if you look at where they are, it's not across the world. It's very much clustered around areas of high levels of technology, right? So again, and cheap energy, and cheap saying, energy, yeah. right? I, I thought it was more that. Yeah. I mean, well, you cheap, need both. You right? need both. You right. can't. You, like, the thing is, without the techno people with the te technological expertise, you're yeah, not going to build. You could, yeah, yeah, you couldn't put it in the middle right. of the jungle or what? Yeah, right. okay, you fair. know what I mean. Like, yeah, if yeah, yeah. you're going to get it in, um, I think it's the southern China, USA, um, parts of India. Um, Nordic countries. Nordic countries up to a, a point, bit, yeah. yeah. Um, Canada as well, because they've got lots of hydro, hydro, hydro dams, so energy is cheap, right? So again, like what's hap what, I've, what I think is going to happen is it's going to get saturated in these groups of people. The, like how money at, like money at the moment seems to saturate itself with the top 1%, right? And I think that's what's going to happen as well. And I think that's where I feel that it's it's not a new paradigm for money. It is the same paradigm. It's just we are at the beginning of it. We're not at the end of it. I I would agree. But what what I would what I would add to that? So can I just jump in? Yeah, so, so basically, effectively, what you're saying is we're going to end. It's just a different system which will then eventually have the same fallibilities or... Yeah, eventually, right? right? Like, if, yeah. like okay. let's, let's look at, like, um, I'll, I'll, I'll give you the best example in my life, right? Someone, like my granddad, um, he worked from the age of 15 to 45, he retired, and when he died in 2000, he was effectively a multimillionaire, right? If I was to try and do that now, I'm not even... What, what he did was he invested money in bank uh, bonds and he invested money in stocks and shares. If I was to try and do that now, I'm not going to get year-on-year -year return of 7% every single year, right? The last 10 years of my life, I, I think I had an ISA. I, I, before I came, I had a look at that ISA. I get 0.15% interest. I'm like, 
But that, that's my point. And you're, and you're measuring that against probably r in real terms 7% inflation. Yeah. So you're losing 6.5%. Yeah. Bitcoin's 50% a year. But it's 50% yeah. a year. Okay. So let's go back to when the fractional reserve make was made like standardized across the world, right? That was in 19, uh, Nixon's Federal Nixon, Reserve. Federal Reserve, right? And that's when the fractional reserves yep. like started yeah, yeah. getting thrown out everywhere. Before that, everything was against the gold, right? That was 30, uh, it was 1970s, so like almost 50 so, years ago. I think ago, it was 72. Right? 50, was about 50 years ago, right? At that point in time, the people who were adults at that point in time, they they were still making a significant amount of money, right? Like the inflationary the infra inflationary effect of the fractional reserve was not affecting them, right? F fast forward to now, people of our generation, my generation, no, no, well, it are feeling the effects. It right? totally was. It's just you know, it's it's this thing. I, f I forget what it's called. You know, when you're the closer you are to the source, the more it benefits yeah. you. There's is, is a something effect. I forget the yeah. name of it. But I think it's just at the beginning, when you first come off the gold standard, people benefited because they still, they had, they, it was a growing economy because it was after World mm. War II, right? So yeah, everyone's yeah. having kids. Ralph Powell yeah. talks about this. Yeah. Everyone, everyone had three kids, bought a car, those kids get their first jobs, buy their first suits, they get married. Yeah, yeah. But so you've got this massive sort of economic yeah. growth. So everybody is doing better because yeah. everyone's buying more of stuff, producing more of yeah. stuff, etc. But you say like inflation, whatever, didn't bother them. Man, how much was a house in 1950? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. 500 quid? Yeah. 500 quid. Yeah. Now, now a house, now that same house is a million oh, pounds. Oh, yeah. That's inflation. Uh, yeah. So they did benefit from well, inflation. I wouldn't say I wouldn't say it's inflation alone, right? I think I think there's like let's take UK for example. We we you know you live in Barnet, I live in Enfield. You live in Barnet as well. Stanmore, Stanmore, right? Okay, so uh, I'm giving out your Smith, personal details. Smith's in the posh part, <laughs> right? Like I, I I grew up in Golders Green. We came in '91 to in, from India to the UK. My dad bought his, bought that house for 90k. In 2008, we lost the house. Um, like we had family troubles, we lost the house. That house was then resold at 320,000 pounds. Right now, if I was if I was to try and buy a 90,000 pound semi-detached two uh, three bedroom house, I would have to go rural Pembrokeshire. I, I, no, <laughs> I, I would have to go to Leicester. Right, I would have to go outside yeah. Leicester. Don't do it, bro. No, <laughs> never gonna happen. Right, there's a reason it's cheap. <laughs> right, just to get a similar yeah. sized property. Right, and I think part of it is also the market conditions created by a reduction in social services. I think that that had a major effect because the uh, buying the house after. Uh, all, I think houses. all yeah, of the these right things are yeah. all of these but, things are are kind of. Um, uh, would you say they're symptoms? Would you say they're more more symptoms of inflation rather than? Yeah, yeah, and, okay. and there's and there'd be other countries where they didn't have problems with social services. They yeah. still got ten times up on their property price. Yeah, but I, th I, I but I think the point maybe you're you're trying to make, Chris, is inflation is just one you know one bit that's created this. You know, there's inflation there's an in is the thing that kills everybody. 
It's the one thing. Maybe, but that, I mean, in this that particular, kills everything. In this particular example, what we're talking about is that it's not just inflation. You know, right, let, there's, let, there's the immigration. There's but the let me of people let me let me let me yeah. let me bring it back then to to kind of what I was talking about as far as money as 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 a, as a sort of a uh, a thought to 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 discuss. You are measuring the price of that house in the wrong with the wrong scale, against the wrong scale. So you're measuring against pounds sterling. Yeah. Pounds, euros, dollars, right? In in sterling terms, the house has gone from ninety thousand to let's let's say half a million now, yeah. probably more. So it's done a six X in in value yeah. against sterling. If you measure it against gold, it's probably got cheaper. Yeah. If you measure it against Bitcoin from when bit, the inception of Bitcoin, man, you could buy gold as green, all of it. Yeah. If you'd have bought eighty thousand pounds, ninety thousand pounds worth of Bitcoin on day one, you 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 could own half of London. So this is what I'm saying. Like we have been deceived and tricked to measure everything in the currency that we transact with. It's like a it's like a sort of a you know a, a, a a component of human nature. Yeah. The thing that you use a lot, you yeah. use that as a measuring stick. Yeah. So if I ask you, like, how long are we gonna are we gonna sit in here in the studio today? You're gonna say, I don't know, probably a couple of hours, right? But you're not gonna say nautical miles. Well, forty-two thousand heartbeats. But Jason, I'd I'd kind of say that the, the thing is, it's. It, it, part of it is relativity, right? Like, wh how, what, what is your measure for, for, for something, right? Like, but that's what I'm, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Now, if we, if we decided to take just the inherent value of that house, right? The bricks, the wood. That's what I said to Smith. Hmm. Same as they were. Right. The prices of that have gone up with the prices of measured in inf inflation, sterling. right? In sterling. US not, dollars, whatever. Not measured in gold. Right. If we measured it, however, you also, with that, there's inherent inherent value of gold has gone up when we measure it against um, currency, right? However, it is harder to find gold now than, say, 50 years ago. It, it is, but... Technology balances it to a degree. To a degree, yeah. So, so you know, go back 100 years and it's picks yeah. and shovels and then yeah. it was pneumatic equipment yeah. and now you've got ultrasound and blah. Yeah. So you, you, you can mine better yeah. and therefore, although the gold is harder to find, yeah. it, you've, you've got better technology to get to it. But, 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 but if, if again, it, that's a little bit of a side note because I, I think Bitcoin is better than gold. I think it does away with all the... It, you know the the well, but we don't know how much of it is and where it is. And okay. blah, blah, blah. It has a fixed okay. emission schedule. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna reference something that I read in a, uh, in a book called Intelligent Investor by Benjamin Graham. Mm. Right, um, I got into investing like around the time I started mining for Ethereum, um, and again, like I was like you, it's like I need to hedge my bets, right? Like. Right, that that was my thing. It was a bit like I need to hedge my Better bets. Better be I need... in and be wrong, yeah. be out and be yeah, wrong. Yeah, exactly. Right, and one of the things that he said was that you need to buy. There are certain types of investments. You need to have things that are difficult to trade. 
you need to have things that are moderately difficult to trade and things that are easy to trade, right? Currency is easy to trade, right? That's why we use money, currency, to buy things, right? Then we have stocks and shares, which are like, and bonds, representing yeah. you, right? <laughs> right. Shout out to Smith One. <laughs> right. Shout out to the bond, bond market. The bond market, bond right? King of bond. Stanmore. <laughs> so you got bonds, a little bit more difficult to trade, right? And then you've got houses and other things. Gold actually kind of sits in between the bottom two because once you get it, it's very easy to buy things with it because people have that perception, mm. gold, you know, gold will buy you something, right? And that's where I, I find, where where does Bitcoin and Ethereum and all of these coins, where do they sit? They don't sit in the middle. They actually sit at the end because once you have it, the person who wants to buy it off you is now thinking, how do I buy the buy this off you, right? And it's harder for you to sell it. Say like, you know, you, you've got some bills, to, not bills, like say like, you know, your, your house. You want to buy a car? Your, well, I would say like emergency, right? Like, okay. All right. Tooth fell out. Tooth fell let's out. Let's go dentist. Yeah, let's go dentist, right? Um, you know, you, you either you give up a kidney or, right, you're going to sell, sell your Bitcoin. The sale of that Bitcoin is still going to be very difficult for you to get it, get it out, get it out of your pocket, right? I mean, at, but, but, at the moment, you mean? Yeah, I, I can do. I can. I can sell Bitcoin to to Sterling in two seconds. Seconds, right? On my okay. That's right now. But what I would like to just kind of ask is this, right? The mining, the people who are holding the vast amount of these, for them to get out, say all hell breaks loose, World War Three, they need to get that money and they need to go to somewhere safe. If they decide to sell 10,000 Bitcoins, the value of Bitcoin will drop oh, for sure. significantly. Yeah, that's, okay, yeah that's, right? that's just normal market right? forces. Yeah, like, this, this is a healthy thing. It's like Smith yeah. was, you know, was, had said a number of times, supply and demand. Yeah. I, think, I think, you know, what, what, what I just, I, I don't know whether maybe we've, we, we sort of came to a conclusion on it, but... Yeah. I think what what's what I'm the point I'm trying to get to as far as fiat currency against mm. pick your alternative right yeah. you might say gold you might say property you might say bitcoin you might say bonds you might whatever yeah. it is if you're if we're talking about the way we think about value we think about value priced in our local currency yeah. right we think about things in terms of pounds american guys are thinking dollars the european guys are thinking in mm. euros but that that is a trick that is played on us because that's what we use all the time. But if you measure things in your local currency, then you already buy into the indelible future that oh, everything gets more expensive. Like over time, things are going to cost more. Food's going to cost more. Cars going to cost more. You know, like yeah. super bikes, yeah, yeah. right? When I used to look at the bikes when I was young, when I could never mm. afford them, and the new whatever GSXR came out it was like seven thousand nine hundred and ninety nine. Then I stopped riding bikes for ages, and then when I looked at them again, they were all twenty grand, and I was like, "Hold on a minute, they yeah. never were more than eight grand. Like never, never, yeah, ever, ever. Yeah. And now, now yeah. it's nearly triple the price. Yeah. But, but that's because the the what we're measuring it in is 
that is built into the system for it to devalue. Yeah. So you're always having to try to get more to, to, to sort of keep up and, yeah. and, and, and just to, to be able to kind of stand still and buy the same stuff, yeah. which is why people who are wealthy have assets yeah. and they owe money on it. Yeah. They, never, they never have stuff and it's all paid for because they know it's devaluing. Yeah. So they just have a load of assets that throw off enough money to live comfortably on. Yeah. They owe a load of debt on it which always gets cheaper the longer you hold yeah, it. Yeah. Because, you know, let's, we go back to the example of the house, right? You, the ha that house in Golders Green, which was 90,000 pounds. Yeah. Let's say, was it 1981, did you say? 1991. 91. So let's say 50% down, 50% mortgage, 45,000 yeah. pounds you owed. For a three-bedroom semi-detached house in Golders Green. Yeah. Imagine if you owed 45 grand now to have a three-bedroom semi-detached in Golders Green. You'd be the smartest guy on earth, right? You just picked up a million-pound house and you owe 45 grand. Yeah. It's, it's happy days because that currency that we're measuring in just always goes down. Yeah. It always goes down. But so hold on, hold on a minute. So, then, so what you've just said, and it's quite an interesting point or whatever, is effectively your assets go, your assets go down, but then so, so do your liabilities. So net net shouldn't the effect be kind of almost negative? You know, they they should contra each other out. If you're well, it depends what your asset is. So like a, a something that's genuinely an asset, not just sort of asset by name, because you could say a car asset. is an asset. Yeah, it is, but it's a is a depreciating asset. Correct. The longer you hold it, the the, the, the less it's worth, unless you bought a nine eleven whatever. But the less it's worth, and it costs you money to run it, and someone crashed into it, and you got to insure it, all of that. But if you take property, yeah, it's for not a good example, store of value. Yeah, but if you right. take property, for example, as an asset, so yeah. a house, yeah. generally over time, it depends obviously on the jurisdiction. So if you're living in Ukraine, guess what just happened to the value of your house? Nothing good. But broadly speaking, if you have a house and you hold on to it for a long time, mm. it stores value very well. But this is what um, we, we talked about and you yeah. mentioned already. A brick is a brick. A roof tile is a roof tile. A radiator is a radiator. It doesn't get warmer than it used to. A brick is not stronger than it used to be. This is a brick is a brick is a brick. And if you're talking about the value of that house, it's only it, there's there's only really sort of two ways, let's say, that you can measure it. Number one is what can I do with it? Yeah, I can live there. Yeah, that has a, a lot of value. Number two. If I want to exchange it for something else, yeah. how, what is it worth? What can I swap it yeah. for? And so you're measuring it in something that we all agree on, right? Sterling, pounds. The house is now worth 500,000 pounds. I want to buy an apartment in Dubai. That's 500,000 pounds. Do we all agree? Whatever, mm. you know, whatever it is. But the point I'm making is that if you measure that house against something else which is tangible physical mm. has a finite supply yeah. is not just printed out of thin air when people feel like it yeah it, it won't really move very much and so the i think the way to look at the value of things and you, you like i said i i think gold and bitcoin you know there's a whole discussion between those two but say gold because gold has always been the underpinning for the monetary yeah. system right all governments hold gold if you're the king you have the gold if you're the dictator you get the gold yeah. so the gold is like the land and the 
currency that we use, you're just on a massive ship. And from your perspective, the land is moving up and down. So you're on a giant cruise liner and you see in the distance a shoreline. From your perspective, that shoreline is, is moving up and down. And you're thinking, oh, look, it's lower. Oh, now it's higher. Mm. Now it's lower. Now it's higher. But the, that, the, the land is not moving. You are moving. You just perceive yeah, yeah, yeah. that, that okay. the land is moving. So you, you look at something like gold and you say, oh, yeah, gold's gone up this much or it's gone down that much. No, it hasn't. hasn't done anything. Gold, an ounce of gold is still an ounce of gold. Same amount of atoms, same Yeah, but its value has still changed, Jason, against something. Measured in, in your whatever. currency, right? Yeah, but, whichever your base is, right? or whatever your, your currency exactly. base is. But if you're so, living in, in Argentina, gold is now at an all-time high, yep. 40 times above the price that it's ever been. Whereas right. if you're living in the UK, it just broke the all-time high by two quid at the weekend. Yeah. So who's right? Everybody's right because it's just your, it's your, it depends what your currency basis is. No, gold is gold. Yeah, but it's just your currency that moves. Yeah, correct. But gold I'm just, doesn't but move. But I'm saying, and this how, is, and how do you measure gold? Do you say, well, I can buy, you know, I one can buy, ounce. Buy, yeah, no, no, that's the size of it or the volume or whatever. That's how you measure it. Okay. That's how that's how you, how you it? measure it. No, 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 not measure. How do you value it? What will you someone? Don't say it's an ounce. Well, well what, what will someone give me in exchange? And what are the qualities right. so of this thing? So, does so it does it so, have yeah. qualities I want? Right. So therefore, with one ounce of gold, you can buy I don't know whatever ten tomahawk steaks, right? I'm not going to measure that. I'm going to measure it in Brussels sprouts. I'm a vegetarian, right? Like I can buy a million Brussels sprouts with that's, it. That's my so, point. It's so, still an ounce of gold. Yeah, but doesn't matter so how what? you measure it. But or then how again, you can say that his measurement is just a measurement right like you it's like the the problem i find with car, like generally these kind of things is it's what is the what am i going to like if i invest in something when will i see that return on that investment right and bitcoin especially you know you said the word it's printed out of thin air i can tell you as a software engineer i deal with things that you can't touch you can't see you can't do anything to it, right? But I write the code and then it becomes tangible, right? You And it's your perception of what I've done that gives you that feedback loop, right? And that's the same thing that I find with Bitcoin. Because it is software, I find it difficult to understand the value of it because I'm like, yeah, someone's coded this. I've seen the code. I'm like, okay, like it's clever, but... I don't understand why everyone's hyped up on it. And that's that's where I'm from. What's the value of Google's code? Forget forget even Google's code. If I put I'm gonna pull out a banknote, right? It's a piece of paper. Yeah. So if you a code is a code, yeah, whatever. It's code. Talk right? into your microphone. Code is code, right? Yeah. It's a same way. A piece of paper is a piece of paper. But I say I draw pretty pictures on it and a watermark and it's a banknote. So ultimately value is just perception. So Bitcoin becomes valuable because people say it's valuable. Yeah. And that's just like gold. Everyone knows, oh, this is gold. Okay, but what what I don't what I find difficult about the mining and coin coin business is how did these people how have people come to this conclusion? Because I understand of, of what? Of the value, right. right? I understand the the benefits of having a 
zero trust network for financial transactions. I understand the benefits of having a, a distributed ledger. I understand the benefits of having a distributed network across the globe that transcends central governments. I understand all of that. What I don't understand is the hype that people are putting on it. Like I've watched YouTube channels and people are saying, you should buy this coin, you should buy that coin. And like, especially with the Ethereum coins, which I, you know, I, I created one for the white basement and I've sent you the code for it, right? Guys, get buying. Yeah? Get buying. <laughs> don't buy it. You are such... Don't, don't you, buy it. Listen, man, you're living up to your stereotype right now. <laughs> yeah, get buying. Right? How much have we got stashed away? He's <laughs> just He's, doing his job. <laughs> right? It's... When when I went in, so the 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 reason why I you know I, I decided I wanted to talk to you about it, about this subject right is uh, a couple of years ago I think it was five four, four or five years ago um, I was involved in a project with a major car company um, we were doing a proof of concept with them where we were going to use the signals that they get from the um, from the car. And we, we came up with an API where they could send it and then we would send it into the open chain. We had an open cha instance of open chain network um, running across a bunch of containers and we would send it send that those signals through, right? Um, after the pitch, the company decided they didn't want, they're not interested in it because they wanted us to use a public blockchain. And we were against the public blockchain simply because of the transaction speed and then having to do side chains and all of the other stuff that you need to do to kind of put the throughput at, at a, a high enough level. And the amount of data we would get from a modern car, it's phenomenal. If we just took the G, uh, GPS information alone, mm. like it would just overload the network. Anyway, so we went and did some training. And I got on this um, course um, down in um, uh, Liverpool Street where they were teaching us how to build smart contracts, right? So I went on this and they said, okay, you can create your own token and it will only cost you, I think back then it was like 0.01 ETH um, Ethereum. And uh, you can do it like this. And I created one. I put, and I said like, I put my hand up and I said like, just explain like, how does this work? Like who, how, like someone plays that game and they're like, yeah, then how, like the, wh who, who's kind of judging what the value of the, like I didn't, I did not understand it. Right. And that's when I realized about like the, you know, the shit coins, right? Like Dogecoin and all of those other random coins that came about at that time. I, I my wife was like, oh, are you going to, you know, go and in, invest in one of these? And I was like, hell, I put hell, mortgage on it. hell no. Like I have seen how easy it is for someone to create this. You only needed about 50 quid back then to create this coin. Yeah. And all it took was hype from, you know, the influencers. And next thing you know, something's gone through the roof. A whole bunch of people jump, jump on board and then they get the uh, carpets pulled out under them right and that for me is what my perception of bitcoin is eventually something like that's going to happen right and the simple reason for that is because of how easy it is to create coins and if something is easy or something i have this i have a bit of imposter syndrome when it comes to my own work right if something is easy for me then i know that there are going to be thousands of other people who, who are much better than me who can do it 
better than I can. So, right? so I think the the thing that's there's, there's a, a couple of things that are important to 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 just pick up on. So the first one is that I I think you must differentiate Bitcoin to everything else. So Bitcoin in uh, the the analogy that I made is gold is gold. Gold is also a metal. Yeah. There, I don't know how many metals are. Yeah. 150 different metals. Only gold is gold, but yeah. it's also a metal. Only Bitcoin is Bitcoin. Bitcoin is also a cryptocurrency. So if you're talking about cryptos, shitcoins, this, that, and the other, you have to be a little bit careful about confusing the two. Okay. So Bitcoin fits in the family of cryptocurrencies, but it's not the same. There's nothing okay. else that's the same as Bitcoin. And the, the reason for that is what you asked right at the beginning, as well as everything else. Me. The, yeah, the, the inception of it. Yeah. So everything else, all Ethereum, name your other coin, there's a development team. Generally, there's like a pre-sale, there's insiders, they control 90% of the supply, they do a yeah. token, blah, 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 blah. Bitcoin started by Satoshi Nakamoto, who, as far as I understand it, is a group of coders, because apparently looking at the messages, yep. like it looks like it was written by more yeah. than one person. Yeah, yeah. So it was a group of, of coders, nobody knows who they were, or some people probably know who they were, but nobody's, it's not publicly known who they were. Probably the, the, the project leader is a guy called Hal Finney, who died of motor neuron disease mm. 10 years ago, mm. eight years ago, whatever. Nobody knows, but there's the Satoshi wallet, which holds a million Bitcoins yeah. and they've it never moved. moved. Right? They've never moved. No one's ever been able to sign a transaction from that wallet. It's, it's, as far as, until something happens, Nobody has access yeah. to that wallet. So that's the kind of running speculation that whoever had access to that wallet is is dead or is certainly not in a hurry to move any coins. Yeah. So if you're if you're saying, you know, someone who lost a lot of money in two thousand and eight, not so much. That million coins is worth thirty eight billion dollars at the moment. Or three hundred and eighty yeah. billion. Thirty eight billion. It's it's, it's, it's worth more money number, yeah. than you could ever spend. Yeah. So so I I, I think it was more a, a, a project of altruism rather than how can I like make some money right. here. So so but that yeah. so so there's we don't know who made it. Yeah. Nobody controls it. You know, if you're talking about Ethereum or you're talking about Solana or anything else, Ethereum you need to go and talk to Vitalik mm. or the ETH, whatever they're called, yeah. you know, the, yeah. the blah blah blah. Yeah. There's no one to phone for Bitcoin. This, this, you don't. You can't phone. Hey, we need to U.S. government here. We need to speak yeah. to the head of Bitcoin. We don't yeah. like the way that you know people are selling their dollars for Bitcoin. There's no head of Bitcoin. It's a distributed network. Yeah. Everyone who's running a node, everyone who's mining, okay. votes on any changes or not changes. This they is, they follow Chase, the this chain. Is, this is. I think this is something we debated. I remember once after we trained one morning, and I was. This is in the early days or whatever, and um, I remember saying. Uh, I remember we, we talked about it, we said, but what is it about what will make what makes Bitcoin so special compared to all the shit coins? Which is I think what you're sort of touching on yeah. as well. And I, and I think it's this is this is exactly what you know what you're saying, Jason. That this thing, unlike everything else, where you, know, you go to Uniswap, you look at Uniswap. Well, it's run by Hayden Adams, or you look at um, you know Vitalik is running yeah. Ethereum, right? So there is somebody there, whereas this Bitcoin is kind of mysterious, this pseudonymous bunch of coders. Okay, so, so let, 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 me just finish, let me just yeah. finish off my thought and then, yeah. you, then, yeah. you, can, then you can go. And the, the, the other thing is that Bitcoin, in its inception, was a, um, a computer science experiment. Yeah. Like, can we build code 
that actually does what we need it to do yeah. to be sound money because it had never yeah, been yeah. done before. They tried with Ashcash and when it had problems yeah. and things didn't work. So it, in and of itself, it wasn't created as money. It was created as can we make something that does what we want it to do, yeah. that allows humans to do transactions properly without yeah. being beholden to the banks. Yeah. What has given it value is the market. And the market is the wisdom of crowds, is the laws of large numbers, is the big data sets, is whatever, is when you aggregate everybody who's got an internet connection and a, and a device says, does this have value to me or not? And the market has voted that one Bitcoin today has 38,000 US dollars of value. Yep. And I think the, the mistake is trying to second guess on a code level, on a science level, on a maths level, on a quantum computing level, on a what if there's a nuclear war level, whatever, what the market is telling you. The market gives you a clear signal. The signal is this has value. And okay. th that you have to okay. take on board. I That, that, that for me, like, I, I think um, part of it is... Uh, I just find it find that find it strange, right? When my uncle, who who who's a sales guy, turns around and tells me I need to invest in uh, Bitcoin, right? Because I can understand, say, someone like him coming and saying, "Hey, you know, you should consider it." Right? One of the baddies, right? Because my my like my you know I understand all the altruism stuff, right? But for me, the bottom line is: if this is a, a computer science project, I should I should read the code and I should be able to work out what it's supposed to do. And I have done right, and I understand the uh, the bits that I really like about it are peer-to-peer, -peer, distributed networks, ledger. I love that stuff because I think that's that's a really good architecture. Where I don't like the the protocol is the low throughput, right, and the fact that, and simply low throughput for me is the problem. Main problem is that... But when you, hold on, but I'm no techie. When you say low throughput, what, as in... Uh, low transaction, transaction yes, rate. Right, so you won't be a transaction. Okay, yeah. fine. So, right. so okay. if you, you know, you said um, uh, Bitcoin is the BJJ of crypto, right? Um, the Bitcoin protocol is a, is not BJJ. It's more like um, uh, Krav Maga. Right, it does. It does the listen. I used to do Krav Maga. talk, right? Yeah. right? I, I Krav Maga guy right? is going to come. No, no, no. It's, I, I'm a Krav Maga guy. I okay. used to do Krav Maga. Right? It it does enough to give you a basic understanding of fighting, but it's not amazing, and it's not like designed to make like financial transaction or any kind of peer to peer transactions easy and one easy easy to happen and two that you can send money high levels of money across the world agreed and, right i agree right and that's 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 the technology part that i'm not i'm not hot on right but everything the rest of it i am where the other thing that i find really odd is that it's trying to solve sha uh, sha um to <clears throat> cryptographic Five, um problems right because 
SHA was in, in um, was a um, was made by NIST, which is the U.S. National Institute of Science and some standards standards, right? And they've got other cryptographic projects which have um, uh, what what is it called uh, uh, klepto kleptographic um, backdoors, right? And this is the bit that I like when you say SHA one to me or SHA two, uh, I'm just like, you're using that for sending money around the world. Are you sure you want to do that? Like, oh, oh, it's, uh, my um, uh, wallet is SHA encoded, and someone said that to me, and I'm like, hold on a minute, SHA SHA one, SHA zero, and SHA one are at the point of end of life. SHA two in the next. 10 to 15 years will be end of life as well, right? You, you really think that people haven't captured your transactions and held it in a database somewhere and they will work it out in a few years' time? Like, this is this is my my main problem. With, yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't understand the, the, that side of it okay. well enough, but I, 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 I absolutely understand the concept. As my understanding of it is you can, they can swap uh to a different hash procedure yeah the nodes, the nodes agree the miners agree we switch okay. switch into this and, and we change right. but but hang on but uh, if 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 it, it, it was detected to to be a problem if there yeah. was some kind of threat detected but m again like i i without sort of understanding the details okay. looking at it as a as a macro thing yeah it it's the Bitcoin just now this morning, I think the past 800 billion in terms mm. of the value of the coins. Um, it's, it's almost certainly it's the most attacked network on earth because of the value that's there. If you can crack it, yeah, you're rich. Yeah. Because yeah. you're the first person to get yeah. in, double spend, send yourself, yeah. you know, $45 billion before anyone yeah. else realizes, cash it out and happy yeah. days. And it's never missed a beat. So again, until it does, I'm not saying it, it never yeah. it never will, but until it does, it doesn't. Until yeah. it breaks, it's unbreakable. It, it just, but all, all we've done is just, we've gone round and round and, and ultimately all it comes down to is what, which we talked about in the last episode about um, you know, the, the, the key characteristics of money. And that's what it comes down to, that Bitcoin ticks every single characteristic, just like gold. Okay. Right. So, and that's that's why, you know, you, you know, we, we say, you know, why is Bitcoin the big daddy of it? Because it, it's it ticks all the boxes, and no one's managed to crack it so far, so far, so far, right? And right. So f th that kind of you know, last in it's, the, it's the same as saying no one has faked gold. Yeah. I mean, yeah, no, no, we, 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 I mean, yeah it's copper pyrite, right? Like that, that's the thing, right? Um, what what my the whole thing about mining for me is just like yes you're f trying to solve a cryptographic problem but what it, what is the problem you're actually solving you're not actually solving anything you're just basically yeah you're not you're not like uh, folding proteins you mean you're yeah. just literally hashing and saying oh we found it yeah Next right? block. Next block, right? And then if you take take into account things like Merkle trees and all of the other, you know, the uh, Byzantine general stuff, right? I think a lot of people have been, they've seen all of these terms. 
they've seen these complicated mathematics and gone, ooh, wow, <laughs> that looks amazing. And then they've gone and they've be believed it, right? I think if you, if like one of the um, guys who I was working with at the time was a um, like a third party developer we got in to help us out getting the um, open chain um, uh, node set up. And my entire team one day sat, like we literally sat, he, he's sitting there and pretend like there's a scrum, you know, a, a rugby scrum of guys all just kind of sitting there in front of him and said, right, you're going to tell us how much you've got in Bitcoin. And he goes, I've got 20 Bitcoin and I've got 20 Ethereum. And I was like, okay, why? And he turned around and said, well, if one fails, the other one's not going to. And I said, which one do you, which one are you betting on? And he's like, neither of them. I, I'm I'm happy to I'm happy to hedge with both, right? And then the following question is, which of the two do you think is better? And this guy turned around and said, Ethereum as a technology is better because it allows you to do more, right? For sure, right? Yeah. Bitcoin is yes, I understand it's the daddy of them all, right? But because of its limited use, there are, I, for me, I just find it difficult to understand the hype. I understand the Ethereum hype. Well, let me, let me, let me bounce it back. Okay, go, 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 go. No, I was just going to say, okay, so just to paraphrase you, there's gold for my store of value. There's credit cards when I want to transact. There's PayPal when I want to you know, send money internationally mm. or whatever. There's different coins doing different yeah, things. Well, what, but, but also even even more fundamentally than that. See, I think again, this is a this is a, a misconception about money. The best money has no other purpose than to be money. So let's let's take the example or back to sterling. Imagine that fifty pound notes were the most delicious thing you could eat. <laughs> okay. All right. It would be a shit money because yep. you'd be like, oh, fuck, man, I, I, need this. I need to, I need to like put petrol in the car, but these are fucking delicious, man. <laughs> <laughs> fuck it, I'm eating it. <laughs> fuck the petrol, I'm just going to eat a couple of 50s. So if you, if you say, oh, the, the mining is a waste because we're not solving any problems or, you know, da, 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 yada, yada, then you start to have a money which has dual incentives, so is your incentive to secure the network or is your incentive to fold proteins? You, you don't know okay. what you're doing now. Are, you, are, we, are we optimizing the machines and the code and the mining to, to solve these problems yep. or are we optimizing it to secure the network? And so this is the argument again with gold and silver, why gold is a better money than silver is. Yep. Because silver is, I think now, as rare as gold is in terms of finding it. Yep. Because it's used for so much industrial stuff. Yeah. So because you need silver for computers and you need it for this and that and the other for wiring and chips yeah. and blah, 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 it, it has an industrial component. Yeah. So it becomes a shit money because how do you yeah. value it? You can't you, value it as Because you're going to walk into your stockroom and go, right, where's our, you know, into your little vault and go, where's our silver? And you go, sorry, mate, I just made a little uh, computer network out of it or a computer card. Yeah, the computer like, died. Like, so what like, do I do? Do doing? I just yeah, go, I'm like, keeping my silver coin? No, you need to make another computer because yeah. that, is what allows you to run your business. So, so actually what you want is something which is um, purely one-dimensionally money. 
Everything about it is money. It's the most secure, the most single-minded, purposed um, creation, discovery right. that we've ever found okay. to fulfill the role of money. And just, just to finish off my thought, I, I, I listened to something the other day and I'll link it up here and I'll put a link in the show notes and I've, I've spoken about it before up there. Is um, it's a speech by Robert Breedlove. He's, he's reading from uh, Atlas Shrugged. I don't know if you've yeah, read it. I haven't yeah. read it. Um, Ayn Rand, right? Ayn Rand, yeah. yeah is yeah. is uh, the the speech about the love of money? Yeah. And the and the crux of it is that as humans, our the way we interact with each other is through trade. Yeah. This is what being a human is, and we have two options in terms of trade only two money or violence and therefore money is one of the most fundamental um, requirements for human civilization to yeah. flourish and the better money you use the better your civilization civilization will be that's the that's the okay. foundation of my right premise of of why i think bitcoin is important okay I, I i do agree that it is important but i don't think it is as important as the 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 crypto crypto bros make it out right i think i i, I that's my opinion right and i think i think a lot of it is the the part of it i, I also believe believe that the media are employing people who are just idiots nowadays, right? Like there's no actual proper journalism anymore. And because of that, what we are shown is the hype and we don't look at the value that the network has brought. But don't don't forget to to just to just to reflect on on the media. The media has attacked, demonized and had the funeral for Bitcoin a thousand times over the last 15 years. Bitcoin has never, ever, ever, ever once had a positive story on the media, mainstream media. Never, anywhere. You won't, yeah, you won't find you, one. Of course not. You will never find it because it's it's a paradigm that doesn't but, but, fit. But, yeah, but so, it, but, but so it's not like it's being pushed by the media and that's why everyone's like, we're all bros. No. The, the, the media has tried to, to, yeah, to yeah. demonize it. It's had no support from the establishment. But what the question I that I would ask is is this. So it's 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 always kind of um, easy and fun and interesting to pick things apart. Yeah. What would you have instead? Oh uh, for me I'm 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 a bit old fashioned. I still like gold. I, I still invest in gold. Um, I mean, gold is the closest thing you yeah. can get to Bitcoin. Yeah, that's fine. So and you're, so you're like, I, I would rather. Yeah, you're a sound money guy. Yeah, but you're a physical sound money guy yeah. instead of a digital sound yeah. money guy. Yeah, and I think the problem for me, right, because I come from the digital space, I know how easy it is to manipulate things. Right, all it takes is a few bad apples doing something really, really stupid, and the network goes down, right? I've been through, in my career, I've been through three DDoS attacks. We had, we've dealt with them relatively well, but when you have a low-throughput network 
and you have a distributed denial of service attack, you are pushing something that's very fragile into a area where it's not designed to cope and the network goes down, right? For me, that that is the other underlying issue with Bitcoin, I find, is that we've got a network that's inherently slow. If we flood it, how does the work, work that needs to be done on the system, on the network, get completed? Well, the, the, it just slows down, right? The, we've had this a number of times where people have kind of either spammed it or when recently they tried to build these things called ordinals. I haven't mm, been following yeah, it properly, yeah. but basically like an Ethereum kind of layer yeah. so you can start putting NFTs and stuff mm. and it slowed the, the chain down. Yeah. But again, because it's kind of self-regulating, what happens is when you are trying to pump additional transactions through there, more than what the throughput can kind of happily yeah. cope with, the fees go up. Yeah. And it automatically so, regulates. So what happens is you start spamming it which costs you 1p per spam. Okay. But then after a few spams, it costs you a pound. Okay. And after a few more spams, okay. it costs you a grand. All right. Now you're paying to the miners 100,000 pounds a second yeah. to try to spam the network. Okay. You're going to run out but, of money. But let's look at it. Let's look at the whole... When I, that's the network, spamming the network. But it's not spamming the infrastructure, Right? Right. Yeah, the, the, yeah. the infrastructure is, I would say that it's probably the one that's the weakest area because you've got, if you look at the bit, uh, Bitcoin mining farms. farms, right? Now, I understand they'll probably have redundant systems. They'll have, you know, they, they'll probably make sure that their network capabilities are pretty robust. However, if you are a malicious person, and you are interested in bringing down a network of the Bitcoin network, the way, again, putting on technical hat here, like going through like security things, uh, what would I do? I wouldn't spam the network because like you said, it's self-regulating. It's going to, eventually I would have to pay through my nose to carry on my attack. However, if I can work out the key nodes in the network, that have the highest levels of transaction running through them. Once I've ascertained that information, I need to put a high enough strain on the network that it's attached to, and then I've got what I, I can do what I wanted to do, right? So I'm not saying like, like you said, it's self-regulating for spamming the network, but if you get denial of service attacks at at key installa uh, bit mining installations. And I'm sure you know the, the guys who own these places probably have high levels of security and they'll, they'll probably have guys who are much better qualified than I am to do the security. I, uh, my, my fear is that it's, go it is, it's only going to be time, right? It, it's, someone will work this out eventually because that's what whole of IT has been a race between black hat um, hackers and white hat hackers and everyone else, right? And that's that's my fear. Is Again, that though, my 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 response to that would be would be a few a few things. So the first thing is, yes, one day maybe it will happen, but until it happens, it didn't happen. Okay. And the second thing is, if I am um, a bad actor, yeah, 
and I'm that smart because you're talking about, you know, super high level, right? Mm. You've got the most valuable network on the planet. Mm. And if you can find a way to compromise it, you're an elite level kind of... Uh, yeah. So unless you're like a literally a James Bond villain, you could be smashing into other smaller cryptos left, right and centre and just pulling yourself out 50 mil here, 100 mil there, yeah. a couple of hundred mil. What's your incentive to destroy the whole crypto space? You would... You would this blow everything up if Bitcoin yeah, blows I, I, up. I everything else I, would blow I up. I don't think all these black cats are thinking that and thinking, oh, you know, it's, we're going to ruin not, the whole. It's ruin not. Everyone. You'd blow it's, everything up. No, it's it's not. I don't think it's going to be from like. It's not going to be like organized crime because but from who then? From a it's from going a to be rogue state. It's going to be governmental agencies, right? It's going to be someone like NSA doing some mm. shady stuff, right? But right? they've then got to attack every machine that's mining yeah. at the same time. Okay, let me give you a fact, right? And I think this this fact is something that you should know about when when it comes to computers, right? MIT, the uh, Massachusetts Institute mm. of Technology, has more IP addresses than the whole of China, okay? So if MIT has that, God only knows what the NSA and the CIA have. And if you have that many IPs, they have the ability to do it. It is just when Bitcoin becomes a problem for, say, someone like the Federal Reserve, an actual problem, right? Right now, they're not bothered about it. You know, even the like your value store and all of that stuff, it doesn't feature in their, you know, you're not even in their radar. You're not even in their horizon. Like, they don't care about it. But once Bitcoin becomes enough of a problem, in their eyes, that's when you'll start seeing seeing the um, the actual attacks happen, right? At the moment, we've got criminal gangs doing get you know getting hackers to do stuff, and it is it's it's not Mickey Mouse, it's it's professional, but it, you can you know that it's just someone trying to nick another person's money. It's not like they're not trying to actually bring down the system, right? And if you look at like every major attack in the past. It tends to be a organization that has become problematic for a government and the government has reacted in a way and they have caused problems. So I'm I'm I like I haven't invested anything in Bitcoin. I've got some Ethereum. I've got about three or four Ethereum lying around in a thumb drive somewhere. Um, and my my entire thing with why I didn't go into Bitcoin is the fact that the hype and the way people talk about it is, is this is money, this is what money should be, this is a great investment. I just kind of look at people talking like that and go, yeah, but it's only time before I'm wiped out. Because the thing about IT, especially in IT, when it comes to security, all you need is, say, out of, say, uh, 10 rounds of hacking, if you get three, people will ditch that um, uh, uh, security protocol. All it takes is three. Three is probably, I'm, I'm probably being a bit generous, probably is one is more likely, right? Mm. And considering the SHA that we are using in Bitcoin, Bitcoin is using at the moment is from 2001. 
that makes me think that it is only the time is not 10 years it's probably like five years and considering where grover's algorithms um, popping up the most in quantum computers quantum computers are going to break modern cryptography and i've already said it in our previous mm. previous um, yeah, yeah. Uh, session right um and what what i think people don't seem to understand well the crypto people don't seem to understand is that the what is happening at the moment and i think maybe maybe not like an investor like you maybe not someone like smith but people who are you know drug dealers and people like that right people are using the bitcoin network to transact for illegal goods what they don't seem to understand is that the governments are already capturing data from the from the bitcoin network and they're just storing it and once quantum computing gets powerful enough they're going to decrypt it and they're going to start doing or going after all the they're going to start going after it right and i think that's that's the other thing is that if you value your anonymity anonymity that's correct that word yeah um uh if you value that then i think for the time being yeah it's fine but if you're doing some shady stuff and you, you know there's no statute of limitations then don't use crypto like good old fashioned gold man like i i really don't like i wouldn't recommend it yeah but, i mean i think i think that's i think that's perfectly fair you know i the way that i look at it and the way that i've i've always looked at it and, and the way that i've always talked about it is that i saw the world go from no internet to the internet yeah and i remember watching tomorrow's world you probably never mm. even heard that yeah no no, no. Yeah. i'm not that old tomorrow's not that world old. You know where they where they <laughs> yeah, said yeah. like today we're going to look at electronic mail yeah. and we're able to send a message across the Atlantic. We're going to tap it in and we'll check back at the end of the show and then like an hour later it's popped up. Hello, Hello. <laughs> whatever yeah. on some bro's computer yeah, in yeah, MIT, yeah. whatever they sent from from the yeah. UK somewhere. And and I can remember thinking and everyone else thinking, everyone else talking, what is this fucking bullshit? Who the fuck is going to want to send a message, hello, that takes an hour on a computer? And you even need the computer and only fucking retards have yeah, computers. Yeah. Like, bro. And then the internet came. Yeah. And mobile computing, whatever. And the world yeah. completely changed. And, you know, when I was a kid, didn't exist. I would got a Commodore 64 when I was, I don't know, 12 years old. And yep. that was just the very beginning of yeah, kind yeah. of home computing. And I remember seeing some of my friends, peers, etc., learn to code or learn to build websites yep. or whatever, and get paid shit tons of yep. money and have great jobs and be able to go here, there and everywhere because they said, this is coming, I'm just going to jump on board. Man, when it, when it breaks, it will break. But in the meantime, I'm, yep. I'm, I'm going along for the ride. And I did nothing with it. And yep. I was the first person out of anyone I knew to yep. have a computer at home right. and have a modem because the girl that I was going out with at the time, her brother-in-law was a programmer. Right. He used to change his computer every three months and say, do you want my old one? Do you want my old yep. one? So I was like, I had a PC, I was playing games, I had the modem, yep. no one to send an email to, no one to talk to, but I had all the stuff at home, but I just never really, I was going to the pub, I was doing Kung Fu, I was trying to ride motorbike, you know, I, was, I wasn't really interested yep. in it. 
And when I saw this, I was like, I'm not going to make the same mistake again. Not that I really understand yeah. much about it, but I was like, let me just buy a little bit and just sit on it. And if I'm wrong, then that money that I put into it at the beginning yeah. will, will be gone. So what? I've, I've probably spent more than that on Kentucky Fried Chicken yeah, over the last yeah. 50 years. Yeah. But if I'm right or if it succeeds and it goes up, it's going to be one of the greatest investments you could have ever okay. made. It's, it is already the greatest investment that's ever happened. Yep. If you held Bitcoin from the beginning, it's up. Yep. I think it's up 500 million percent. Yep. It's up. It's up. You can't even imagine how, how, how yep. high it's gone compared to its inception. And I, I just think it's better to, like I said right at the beginning, to have a little bit and be wrong. Yep. and not have any and be wrong. Yeah, You know, it's like the analogy that I make is like if you do the national lottery yep. and you have certain numbers that you play, you have, to, you have to buy a ticket every week. Yeah. Because if you don't buy a ticket and those numbers come up, you're going to kill yourself. It's going to be the worst day you've yeah. ever had. The one week you didn't buy a ticket and my numbers come up and I've been buying a ticket for 30 years. It's the same thing. It's like have a little bit. Okay. If it goes up another hundred times in price or whatever, you're going to say, man, that was cool. I put a couple of hundred quid in and I sold it for 20 grand. I bought a car or I got married or I sent my kid to university or whatever. Man, happy yeah. days. Yeah. If you've got nothing and it goes up a hundred yeah. times, you're going to be that guy that says, man, I can't believe I didn't buy some of that shit when it was at the price that it was. And I, I just think that the risk reward of not having it is much worse than the risk reward of having a bit. Do it on the basis of, I can afford to lose this. Yeah. Okay? Don't yeah. remortgage your house. Don't sell all your Don't Jujutsu max out. Your <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't, don't, oh, don't max out. But just, just the money advice. that you're spending yeah. on stupid <laughs> things that you don't need. Yeah. Takeaways, extra trainers, you've got four geese, but you just went and bought another one, whatever. That can be invested. It doesn't have to be invested in Bitcoin. Yeah. That can be put somewhere where it has at least a possibility of being worth more in the future yeah. rather than being worth less in the future. And that was kind of what I was, one of the points I was trying to get to with the Bitcoin jujitsu yeah. kind of uh, analogy is that you got to just sit on it and be patient for 10 yeah. years. And then... I think it will be worth a lot more. Oh, yeah. Same with your jiu-jitsu. You just keep turning up for yeah. 10 years and then after 10 years you realise, wow, I've got like a real skill. My body's changed. My way of thinking has changed because I just kept just putting in, putting in, putting in, putting in, putting in. That, that I think is the analogy yeah. for me. It's just a low time preference. Okay, so just, so, like, I, I, so just so that I can I can get it through my head and like... Maybe maybe there are other people who listen to that podcast. I mean, what are you talking about? It's not jujitsu. Um, so you're talking about an opportunity of investing, being patient with the investment. You're not looking at the price every day. You're not looking at it maybe even over a month. Maybe once a year you might have a look at it, right? That's what you're talking about. At grading, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. you get a stripe. Sometimes you get battered. The price is volatile. Same thing. Uh, unless yeah. you're Mike, he never grades anyone. Yes, uh, and he never gets battered. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Th th that I can kind of buy, buy right? But that, if you're going to say that, 
you could also say that if you took the advice of Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger, it's the same advice they give, right? Go buy something that you know is value, can become valuable. Do your research. Do whatever you need to do to understand what price you should buy it at. And then go and buy it, right? And then don't even look, look at the price. Don't worry about the price because it will increase over time. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think Warren Buffett's there's one of the things that he he says is the best uh, period to to hold a sound investment for is forever. Yeah. Once you've got something good, yeah. you you never sell it. And actually, it's something that I heard him say just the other day, which I thought was really interesting. He said, um, in terms of of investments, what would actually probably be a good thing is if when you come out of college you have a punch card with 20 holes on it. And every time you make an investment, you punch one of those holes. And that's, that's all yeah. you're allowed in your whole life. Yeah. You would really, really, yeah. really carefully consider what you're, right. what yeah. you're getting, what you're buying. Yeah. You wouldn't just be like yeah. throwing stuff at yeah. the wall and see what sticks because you're like, man, that's like one every two years yeah. and, and then I'm done. Yeah. I, I think jujitsu is one of them punch holes. I think Bitcoin's one of them punch holes. I think jujitsu is a hell of a lot more elegant. Right? It's a lot more elegant. It's a lot more there's like I understand the analogy that you I understand now I understand the analogy you're trying to make. But I think there's a level of elegance that I think the Bitcoin protocol doesn't for me, like I think of everything in protocols and tech, right? And when you said Bitcoin's jiu-jitsu, I was like, no, it's not. It's not. It's, it's just not. No. Because you're talking about something that, that moves like a... Yeah, uh, but don't, don't forget Bitcoin, again, to, to, to do the Bitcoin crypto yeah. kind of thing. Bitcoin is what created all of these cryptos. Yeah. So when you say the throughput of Bitcoin, I think it's like 10 transactions a second, second or yeah. horrible. But I was just watching something the other day about Solana. Yep. So Solana, they're just running some hybrid code now on it or whatever, yep. and they've just done this proof of concept, you know, that yep. it works. I think they said something like 100 million transactions a second. So basically they are, they are, they are about to be at the level where they can use that Solana chain for high-frequency trading, which right. is mega. Yeah. And they were saying, you know, this Visa is like thousand times less yeah. throughput you know it's whatever it is yeah. a thousand transactions a second or something this is the order of magnitude higher and they're and they're pitching <clears> it at uh, um a competitor yeah. to high frequency trading right but what he was saying which which fascinated me even though i don't really understand it is that the the, the game with high frequency trading is the speed of light is the limit yeah so the closer you can build your office to the to exchange the, yeah. and the fatter the fiber optic you can have yeah it's literally nanoseconds is the advantage yeah. over your competitors. But he was saying the problem is when some news happens in Singapore, it's still the speed of light is the limit for that to get from Singapore to your office in New yeah. York and then you're down your fat pipe to the exchange. Yeah. So you, there's still some latency. Whereas with, with Solana, because they're, they're, they've got some atomic clock linked thing, yeah. so they're all yeah. vibrating at the same speed. Yeah. So when it happens in Singapore, it happens in New York at the same time. And now you're only talking about your fat pipe into the exchange. So you now have an advantage of a hundredth of a second 
over the traditional high frequency trading model. Right. I didn't quite understand it, but it, it, it yeah. sounds like he understood it. Right. And it sounds like they're building stuff which is going to do transactions and throughput, which is a million times more than anything we've got at the moment. Bitcoin doesn't need to do that. Bitcoin just needs to have one block every 10 minutes that doesn't die. That's all it needs to yeah. do. If yeah, it yeah. does that, I mean, I don't know whether you saw, again, there are rumors, you don't know whether it's going to happen or not. But the, 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 the chat as of right now is that um, Qatar Sovereign Wealth Fund is looking to buy half a trillion dollars worth of Bitcoin. They've got $500, $500 billion right. allocation they want to go into Bitcoin. Right. The, you know, the, the, there's the science, there's the maths, there's the attack vectors, there's the quantum computing risk and all of this stuff. But in the meantime, you may sit and watch 10 or 20. I mean, it's already 15 years, right? You may yep. sit and watch another 15 years of number go up yep. where the price goes from 38,000 to 38 million. Yep. And you're still sitting there going, bro, this is going to get cracked sooner or later. And you just sat and, and watched a thousand times return on your money because you think at some point it's going to die. I'm not saying necessarily that that's wrong. I'm just saying I would rather take the opposite bet Fair enough. any day. And I think as well, it, it comes down a little bit to like where we are in our lives yeah. and where we are in our skill sets. Yeah. Right? I've, I've got a very narrow field, optometry. I sit in my room, I do eye tests. That, that's it. Yeah. You being younger than me and a computer scientist, like the world is your oyster. You've, you've got the opportunity really to go anywhere, yeah. work anywhere, live anywhere, make a really good living, perhaps earn a fortune doing what you're doing. Yeah. Whereas mine is like, no, nah, earn enough to pay the bills and have a car and go on holiday yeah. and it's, that's not really going to change. So for me, I'm, I'm always willing to take that little bet that maybe pays off 100x or right. 1,000x because it's it, it's going to make more difference to me than it will make to you. I would I would suggest yep. you can make that thousand x what you're worth now by doing a startup. Yeah, and it and it yeah. comes off and, yep. it, and it does something. I'm not I'm not doing a startup. I'm doing a podcast. You know that. You never know. People listen to. You never know. Yeah. You might do a Joe Joe Rogan. You might. You might not. Yeah. But in the meantime, it doesn't hurt to have something else that's just sitting there. And right. like I said, if it goes to zero, I say, you know what? I, I would have, whatever that money that I put in, which yeah. wasn't a lot, I would have spent it on something. Yeah. And it would have either been car, motorbike, levers, crash helmet, takeaways. Or a gi. <laughs> or a gi. Some, something, you know, that's, that's going to just disintegrate right. and disappear. Okay. Is sensible to be in and so, wrong than out and so, wrong. So I've just been listening to all this, like you know, like all the all the technicalities and you know, all this waffle about how Bitcoin works and networks and stuff like. And I'm just like, obviously, I, I'm old enough to hark back to the days of the euro. And I remember in like '99, you know, it was about yeah. to come out, and the media was saying this is rubbish, this is not going to work. It's just a new currency. It was just a new thing basically mm. and ultimately it's just another asset but what i wanted to really talk about was or, or come back to and it was actually one of my points we, we spoke about you know uh, pre the pre the show um you know you saying governments can't crack this and or, or no you were saying that you know the governments want to 
you know, the government's views and stuff like that. Yeah. And I, I think it's a little bit naive for us to think governments haven't had a good old crack at it already and failed. Um, you know, Bitcoin's been around a long time and they've tried everything to the point where, you know, look, we're, we, we're getting to this point where I don't even care about what you say about quantum computers coming in and this and that, whatever. I don't care. My biggest fear is regulation just comes in. Governments just say, right, Bitcoin is illegal. It's Because ill they've already done this thing that where, where they're now saying you can't have anonymous wallets. They're trying to push that through. I think at certain quarters they've pushed it through. So you cannot have wallets that are anonymous. But the way they do it, they say... Jason, if you're going to send it, it's on you to declare which wallet, you, you know, who owns that wallet. So you can't say, I didn't know whose wallet that was, that's Al-Qaeda or whatever. Yeah. No, it's on you, right? So you get rid of that part. And then the other part is the on-ramp and the off-ramp. And they're already going after that now as well, because all the UK banks are now saying, well, we've had enough of um, laundering the, the, the drug money of uh, the Mexican cartels. So now, um, yeah, sorry, guys, you can't buy a little bit of crypto as well. And once you've done the off-ramp off and on-ramp, you got rid of those. How are you going to spend that money? Because the only way you're going to spend it is when Bitcoin become or cryptocurrency becomes a normalized transactional method, which I think it has now. You can, it, or maybe normalized is a little bit of a stretch, but I can certainly go out and buy a hell of a lot of things. I can go to some countries and buy property with it. Um, you know, you can buy a lot of things, and I think. This is the only way it's going to be. It's a bit like when the, when the credit cards came out. You remember a um, couple of, you know, before crypto sort of blew up a couple of years back, um, you had the credit cards and you could just go out and transact on your credit card and it's just letting you do the, yeah. do the yeah. Bitcoin. But I, I really don't believe that the governments will crack it. They've certainly had a go. Um, certainly bad actors, Lazarus Group and those sort of guys, yeah. you know, the, the state-funded hackers, yeah. black hats, they've had a go. I, I don't think, I, I really don't think that, they will hack it. Um, they they will be able to hack it, and they realise that the game is up. The only way we can do it is to direct. You know, is to go after it from a regulatory point of view. Do you know the thing? Let me just like yeah. add to that, and then and then see where what what, yeah, yeah. what the response is. Is is just again looking at the market at the moment. I think you've got now another one just filed. Thirteen ETFs. ETFs have yeah. filed right. So basically, the thirteen biggest funds on mm. earth have filed to list a spot Bitcoin ETF which means under the regulations that they have, yep. they got to buy the Bitcoin to, to mm, fund that ETF. They, yeah, can't, yeah. they can't just say, oh, we're going to track the price. Yeah. Like the, if, you're, if you're listing on Wall Street, yeah, yeah. you know, one of those products, which is why people are waiting for it, you have the Bitcoin, you, you, you can sell the, the instrument that yeah. tracks the price. So the buying pressure from that also is going to be quite insane. Yeah. Forget the sovereign wealth funds. But just... Going back to the kind of the the cracking, the hacking, the governments, mm. the regulations, the you know governments that want to get rid of it, etc. Do you not think that these big boys on Wall Street have done all this research, research. and had these right. conversations exactly. and thought of? Do you, do you think they're like I tell you, the science, bro? We don't we yeah. don't need that. We're just here to make money. Uh, and I can tell you, they got the they best have. guys. They yeah. got the best guys. No. They've tried. They've tried everything. They've tried to diss it. They Jamie still Diamond. they still think. Yeah. We need to have a chunk of this. Yeah, that, that's what yeah, I'm saying, yeah. and that should tell you everything you need to know. They never lose, okay. and if they're piling in, again, this is one of the few opportunities in human history where the little guy has the opportunity to go in before the big guy, because until they get regulation, they they still can't 
Yeah. Pension yeah. funds can't buy it until yeah. it's regulated on those exchanges. So you can front run that by buying 200 quid, 2,000 yeah. quid's worth, whatever yeah. now. And then when all the big boys move in and the price goes up five times and you guys still don't believe in it, so I'm selling. Yeah. I'm just going to flip my 200 into a grand and in happy days yeah. go and buy myself six new geese. Okay. That these guys have had this conversation, yeah. man, ad infinitum, and they've come to the conclusion, like, we can't just sit and watch this shit and I know. wait for it to blow up. We need to get I in. I know, but the thing is that when the US government turns around and says, we're going to come up with a stable coin, right? Or when they're using the technology to create their own version of the... They're trying yeah, to yeah, do right? it now, right? Yeah. Fed now, right. CBDC. Yeah. Right when when they start doing that, I th my opinion is that Bitcoin and the other like coins that are out there, they will they will slowly get diminished because the trust that Joe Blog on the street, I'm not saying you, I'm not saying me, that that level of trust that they have with their government is much higher than a group of people running a network, right? For sure, correct. Right, so. Yes, you know, I'm I'm sure the banks banks would have done their due diligence. Right? But don't forget, Joe Bloggs on the street is not Joe Bloggs on the street. If you go and ask him now, he's going to tell you Bitcoin. Oh yeah, that got hacked like three years ago, bro. Yeah, he Joe Bloggs yeah. is not in. Yeah, he's not in yet. You, I tell you when Joe Bloggs will be in. The point at which, if you want to sell, you you start yeah. selling, because it's going to take them another year on this cycle. Right, you've got this four year cycle where you've got the halving cycle and yeah. you've got these price moves and you see this Wall Street cheat sheet, you yeah, know, yeah. the psychology of how markets move yeah. and everything. We, we, we've got 18 months, maybe 12 months of this next bull run, yeah. I think. The man on the street is not buying for another year. He, he will start buying when Bitcoin goes above 100,000 because when it goes above 100,000, Everyone on earth is going to suddenly become an expert on why it's going to 200,000 or 300,000 or 400. That's when they will all pile in. Yeah. And if you are holding some and you actually don't like it as a long-term proposition, that's when you sell. You sell to, to, to man on the street. Nobody at the moment really is involved so in what any do you, size. So what do you, and maybe I'm, let me know if I'm, if I'm jumping ahead too early, but where do you think it's going to end up? Like, and I'm talking specifically with regard to governments. Where do you I, think it's going to end up? I think... Cause, cause I, cause, and I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what I think. I think right now, or at least for the last five, six years, since it's sort of come to the fore, not even that, it's longer than that now, with COVID, we've, I, f I forget we've missed two years of our lives. <laughs> um, let's say maybe 2015 or whatever yeah. it was. You know, these banks, basically they've been dissing it. They've been effectively suppressing the price, manipulating the price to push it down with saying it's used, you know, it's, you know how they always say it's used for crime, it's used for money laundering. It's like, oh, hold on a minute, like cash, you mean? Like, it's the same thing. And um, they've basically been dissing it. And then it's, I mean, look at Jamie Dimon himself. He said, you know, I'll fire my traders. Lloyd and Blank, like, fine, same. Right? As soon as like, he left, yeah, he's but, like, but, I but think you should have it in your portfolio. Not only that, but like Jamie Dimon, his own traders, you know, they're, they're buying this stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So yeah. it's kind of like, you at the top are saying this, yet your guys are quietly buying it all up. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell only, you where on, it's going to be. Hold on, hold on. There's, there's, there's 21 million coins. Everyone knows there's only 21 million. It's a finite supply, right? The last coin's going to take 100 years or whatever to mm. mine. I get all that. But if you control... this, The biggest problem the governments have is you cannot control Bitcoin, right? It's 
it's totally democratized. Yeah. Everything yeah. else, I'll tell you where it's going to end else, up. It's all, it's all, all there, right? My, but my, my actual prediction go on. it's going to end up being a global reserve asset, the same as gold. Yeah, of course, 100%. It's, that's, it's that's, just, that's the end. This, so this is, is the point I keep telling Chris, right? That it's technology aside, it's just another asset to put in your portfolio. You know, I have an asset stack of, you know, whatever. I have bonds, I have yeah. stocks, I have whatever, property or cars yeah. or whatever it might be, you yeah. know, gold, blah, blah, blah. It's just another thing. And I put, you know, let's put a, put in a couple of, you know, yeah. whatever, a couple of quid. In I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. I, 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 have, I have coins as well, right? And I put in like a hundred pounds here, there and everywhere, mm. right? And then obviously I've got the... Uh, the thumb drive with the uh, Ethereum. But when 2017, 18 was when we had the big spike, yep. the first big spike, right? The guy I was talking to, the, the guy who's the crypt, who designs cryptographic, uh, cri uh, cryptocurrency based applications, turned around and said, said exactly what you're saying. Just buy a bit, don't worry about it. And I took that advice and I got a few, I think I've got some Solana as well, right? Like, it was literally 20, 30, 40 pounds max. I was like, will I will I mind if I lose this? 40 quid is, what is it? It's like couple. Uh, it's like 10 yeah. cups of coffee, right? So two cups of coffee a day. One five guys. Oh, yeah, with, one with five guys. With chips and a milkshake. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> right? Um, am I going to miss it? No. So I've got them there. Um, I had some XRP. And then that, then I could have moved my XRP from my wallet because XRP are in um, in a fight with SEC, right? And it's those kind of things that made me kind of go, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm happy to, I'm happy to hold a little bit, but I'm not going to get involved with this too much. And my the uh, that combined with what I learned from that course about how easy it is to make a shitcoin, I was like, okay, these new coins that these new coins that are coming out it's it's bullshit you know there's an interesting thing about that though this is this i they are and at the same time they're not so this is this this interesting thing i watched the other day uh dumb money about the wall street bets and uh i was i, I followed the wall street bet story mm. so if you guys are not aware of it wall street bets they there was a reddit AMC. group yeah reddit group called wall, wall street bets and they started buying um GameStop. GameStop, GameStop, which was yeah. like a like a blockbuster video, video yeah. yeah, like a physical location, yeah. and Wall Street was shorting it because it was basically a basket case company, yeah. and these guys thought that the price of the shares were well, one guy thought the price of the shares was too cheap, so he bought some, and then he just started going on Reddit saying, "I think GameStop should be worth more," and then a few people bought, and then everyone bought, and then it became a movement, and people were buying it and holding it because they just wanted to fuck the banks. And I think this is, the, this is something which must not be underestimated, and especially from an older generation, we do underestimate it, is the power of memes mm. and meme culture mm -hmm. with younger people yep. in the kind of modern yeah. world, where you go, man, Pepe coin, like, Bro, what the fuck are you talking about? You know what it is, Pepe, yeah. that frog thing. Yeah, yeah, The one that Trump <laughs> yeah. posted and then everyone goes, it's a symbol of racism and yeah. whatever. And then obviously someone, some crypto bros like, Pepe coin, let's make a frog coin. And that thing pumped like to, I don't know what it was, $200 million mm. value. Yeah. Why? Because people like, 
yeah, bro, fucking Pepe coin. That's why it pumped. Yeah. Because, yeah, bro, Pepe coin. That's worth $200 million. And you might not think it is because you're you. Yeah. But there are a bunch of kids that are like, you know what? If I've got 10,000 Pepe, then I'm fucking part of Pepe, yeah. bro. Fuck these people. Yeah, it's, it's like those, uh, those weird chimpanzee... I don't understand. I, I don't really get I don't, it I mean, on a conceptual level. Yeah. But people had value for them yeah. because it was a flex. Yeah. And in the world, I mean, you've got to remember, and you, you should understand this more than, than, than probably we do. Look how much people spend on in game items. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah right? It's Magic sword fucking. Yeah. Boots with the fur yeah. lining that you yeah, can't yeah. even see when you're yeah, wearing yeah. them, but they're yeah. fur boots in a video game yeah. and they're $20 yeah, yeah. and you're going to buy them. So, you know, the younger generation, the computer generation, yeah. the mobile, internet, yeah. permanently connected generation, yeah. digital assets for them are probably more valuable than oh, yeah. physical I mean, assets, right? Yeah, cashless, They don't right? go anywhere. Yeah. What do I need really expensive trainers for? I don't go anywhere. Yeah. What I need is... A bored ape, because every chat room I'm in, people are like, "Yeah, it's like you've got the Rolex, you know, the rainbow yeah, Daytona yeah. with all the diamonds in it." Yeah, that's the 1980 version of a bored ape. Yeah. yeah, you're like, I can drop 250 grand on a JPEG. I'm a fucking baller, and that is worth 250 yeah. grand. Go for a pee. Yeah, that 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 is worth two hundred and fifty grand yeah. to those people because that's that's the world right. they live in. So again, like it, I think it it doesn't come back necessarily to the tech or the anything other than what is the value you in your community, you in your life, yeah. you with what you do. Like good example, right? How much a show you roll geese? Three hundred quid. Yeah. By the time you can actually get one in your size with the one that oh, you yeah. want, 300 pounds. Yeah. And a, and a scrambled ghee is 100 pounds. Yeah. And you wait for Black Friday, yeah, yeah, yeah. 60 yeah. quid. Scrambled ghee is just as good. Yeah. Probably yeah. better. Yeah. Certainly as good. Yeah. Why do people want to show you roll geese? Oh, it's, it's flex. A flex. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. So flex. Whenever someone's doing a seminar, yeah. I know what they're going to be wearing. <laughs> show you roll. Yeah. World Championships, yeah. finals of the ghee, show you roll. You yeah. know, it's like. I've got the expensive gi. Yeah. Gi's yeah. a gi. Yeah. You know, okay, you've got some real cheapy ones that rip, but a decent gi from any yeah. of the manufacturers, they're all much of yeah. a muchness. People, people allocate value to things because that's kind of a human thing, right? You have a watch or you have a nice haircut or you buy yeah. expensive yeah. glasses or you have a 250 grand JPEG. Yeah. So meme coins... In terms of can you make one, yeah, right, you, you, you send me some code, we're going to make one. Yeah. Is it worth anything? No. But I'll tell you what would be worth something if Joe Rogan makes one with that same code. Yeah. People will start buying that because Joe Rogan is Joe Rogan. Yeah. And he has value. Yeah, man, I'm part of JRE, right? Yeah, I'm part yeah. of the Joe Rogan experience. If yeah. you have the coin, yeah. like you're part of the, 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 the in podcast. Crowd. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Why yeah. you buy your football shirt, yeah. right? Yeah. Football shirt's a hundred quid. Yeah. Fucking t-shirt. Yeah. But no, I'm part of Chelsea. I'm yeah. part of Tottenham. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So 
you know, it's 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 not the you, it's not think, the tech; it's the value. Okay, that so we do you do you think it. that the people who are in Bitcoin, it's more about being part of a community rather than actually um, than actually it having any inherent value? I think that I think there's different groups of people. I think the original Bitcoin people were people who said, like, we can build a better system. Yeah. We are kind of religious zealots. Mm. Like, I'm going to pack in my job and I'm going to just develop Bitcoin. Yeah. I'm going to go, like, there's a guy, I don't know if you know, Andreas Antonopoulos. Yeah. So Andreas Antonopoulos, if you guys don't know, it was a was an original Bitcoin proselytized, proselytizer. He yeah. basically went around the world doing conferences, doing seminars, going to universities, just talking to people about yeah. Bitcoin. Packed up his job, did that for like eight, nine years. And then about maybe like four or five years ago, it came out on a forum somewhere. He didn't own any Bitcoin yeah. because he'd sold everything he had to just go around the world and just try to educate people on why Bitcoin is important. Yeah. And I think it came up because he said something about not being able to pay for food. Uh, he'd gone somewhere for a conference and he was like starving, didn't have enough yeah. money to get dinner. And someone kind of went on and cussed him like, bro, like, how comes Bitcoin's so good then? Like if you can't even afford to buy your dinner, you can't even buy dinner with Bitcoin. And he said, I sold, I sold everything I have to, to spread the message. Yeah. And then he got donated a million dollars uh, worth of Bitcoin within like the next seven days. Right. Because everyone was like, we love Andreas, send him yeah. some Bitcoin. And now he's got some Bitcoin. So I think in the early days, it was people that just wanted to like do something better. Yeah. I think now you've got uh, still a few of those, uh thought you locked yourself out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you've, got, you've got still some of those guys who, um, who want to just develop a better system. Yeah. I think you've got the investment people yeah. who are like, this is a great investment. Yeah. I can do 10x, 100x, whatever on my money and diversify from other instruments and, mm. and whatever. And I think you've got, and which which I kind of probably put myself most into, is people that love being part of the community. It's like the same with jiu-jitsu. I like training, but I also like talking about training. Yeah, And I also like buying jiu-jitsu stuff and I also like you know telling people oh yeah bro my knee hurts why oh yeah man I've been training a lot like I, I'm, I'm in the I'm in the jiu-jitsu kind right. of okay. little community and I think again with that with the kind of crypto community mm. and I and it really sort of I it re re, re sort of uh, enhanced how important it is when I watched that GameStop movie is that a lot of people, they're looking for something. They're yeah. looking for a group. They're looking for a family. Yeah. They're looking for a tribe. Yeah, yeah. They're looking for an identity. They're trying to find somewhere where they fit in, where they belong. Mm. And maybe that's Pepe coin and this and that. And, you know, we're trading against Wall Street and we're actually doing better than these guys because, like, we know the chat groups to be in and the tokens when they're going to come out, da -da -da -da, whatever. And then that is value. That creates value. It does. It does. It doesn't have to solve anything more complex than that. If you, if that makes your life better, because you're like, I'm part of a community and I'm having yeah. fun and I'm enjoying yeah. myself. I mean, that's 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 what football is. Soccer. Yeah. Right. What value does does it give you? Nothing. You're not exercising. You're yeah. not. You don't get good ball skills. You don't get good yeah, nothing. Yeah. You're just paying money out to watch kids run around and kick a football. And, and you're paying songs. a lot of money yeah. and you're buying shirts yeah. and but it's because you're part of a community. Yeah. So what Fair you enough. get out of it is like 
I got a tribe. Okay. Right? West Ham for life or, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. It's the same thing. Where you've got a community, where you've got people that have sh shared like-minded whatever interests, yeah. they will assign value to that thing. I think I think that's where you know maybe your your or what you're overlooking is is looking on at the tech, but not seeing the power man, of crowds. Is yeah, that the, the man yeah. in the street who's like, yeah, I'm going to buy some. Why? Just because. Yeah, I mean, I, I think also the other thing is like, uh, in terms of, you know, I, like I said, you know, I'm 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 39 years old. Uh, my I was like two years into my career when uh, the uh, recession happened, and because of that, I am I have always been a little bit pessimistic about most investments. And it was only until I like I must have been in my mid thirties that I started started investing. Mid thirties, yeah, mid thirties, um, and I basically decided to. I I think I listened to Intelligent Investor, and then I got the book. And it was based that that's how I got into investing in stocks and shares. I love doing stocks and shares. Um, I love like going through the numbers and reading financial transaction mm. uh, statements and trying to work out if this company's worth. For me, I enjoy doing that. But that's simply because I'm a I'm a giant nerd. I'm a I'm probably a. I weird. mean, it's, it's more databases again. Yeah, it's, it's stats just yeah, it's just and numbers yeah. and maps. What I mean, you like? I, I don't like stats, but I just like reading numbers and trying to work out patterns, patterns, and find out if it's worth investing. And I, for me, that's uh, like it's a hobby, right? Um, just like jujitsu is a hobby, um, but I find that with Bitcoin, it's because it's people driven. It's a market. It's a group of people that are saying I, I assign value to it. I struggle with that, partially because I'm I am on the autistic spectrum, right? I'm not. I wouldn't class myself as being having having autism, but I have traits that kind of mean that human interaction for me is always a lot more complicated than it actually is mm. for most people. Yeah, interesting, uh, which is kind of is a roundabout way is, is what I was saying. You know, I think you're, you're, you focus on the tech and you don't see the other side. Yeah. It was interesting. I was just talking to Ed about this the other uh, week when he was in about dyslexia. Yeah. So he was saying that he was really dyslexic when he was at school. And I was saying I was a little bit dyslexic, but my mum actually used to teach reading recovery. So dyslexic right. kids like how to read. And butchering the way that it would work is she she was was saying to me things like kids that don't read properly or adults that don't read properly or whatever, it's just because they're not tracking and processing as they normally would do. So for example, when you look at a written page you see loads of weird, bright, white spaces. You don't see right, the letters. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. just yeah, see, yeah, oh, yeah. man, this yeah. is yeah. fucking crazy. It looks like yeah. a cloud with a lion's head. And what. Yeah. No wonder you can't read. Like, that's what draws your eye and your yeah. processing and everything. And, and I think that's exactly it. You know, wh whatever sort of is the component that draws your attention and your skills and your experience towards, that's how you kind of interpret the... The model, you know, it's like that thing with the with the blind men trying to describe the elephant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah one yeah. of them says it's yeah. smooth and yeah. long, and one of them says like a little string. My one favorite of analogy: massive tree trunk. Thing. Yeah, because yeah. they're just on different parts yeah. of the elephant. But I, you know, for me, I always, I, I always sort of try to step back and say, I'm not that smart. I'm 
average intelligence. Yeah. I'm, I'm average at everything, you know, just not, yeah. not top, not bottom, just somewhere around in the middle. And I try to find people who are smart and successful in what they've done, listen to what they say, see whether it resonates with, yeah. does that feel right for me or it doesn't feel right yeah. for me? And if it does, then I kind of assimilate that into my model. Yeah. And from following Bitcoin stuff for a, quite a long time now, man, I just, I think you can't, you can't sit on the sidelines. It's I, To me, it's kind of the same as jujitsu, where you're just saying, yeah, but bro, you know, if I punched you or if I'd done this or I'd done yeah. that or whatever, and then before you know it, your mate is a black belt and you still ain't started training yet because yeah. you're still questioning it. You just got to like throw your hat in the ring. But it, but isn't that something, it's, it's funny that even with you, like my, my brother is, you know, he he's a, a, a tech guy who turned to banking, but even he's very sort of, very analytical and everything is, you know, Everything's either one or zero, and yeah. it's, it, and even he's like, no, Bitcoin is bullshit, bro. It's bullshit. I'm not touching it. Yeah. And and I find that a lot of guys, I think, who have a who have that real kind of, um, how do you say, the the brain power or the intelligence yeah. or the intellect, they all tend to be sort of, is is it maybe a little bit of, there can no. No one can be cleverer than me. Is it? Is it? That uh, kind I don't. Of, I don't think it's. No one can be. I don't necessarily. Like think, it, is it a kind because of arrogance, I, I, or is no, it? No, I don't. Think just it's so techy that you kind of get so bogged down in the in the mathematics or the tech. You know, that you miss the big picture. It's, it's actually. I would say it's the burden of knowledge, right? Right. So when when you you as your day job are dealing with DDoS attacks and you know mm. security, and you see these kind of systems which are organic, no one's really hacking it. And you know, people are talking, and common people are talking to you and saying, "Oh, this is amazing!" This blah blah, and yeah. you just kind of go, "Yeah, but like this is gonna go wrong pretty quickly. Like if no one is really trying to maintain the security, or they're not doing that many upgrades." And I think that's the thing for most techies is that because we know, or rather, we know that if something of ours was hacked, that's our career on the line we are not going to invest something where it is potentially hackable, right? Yeah, it's, it's, it, it, makes, it makes a lot of sense. But like I say, I think it, it, it kind of excludes you from opportunities yes. because you, yeah. you kind of, um, you're so specialised yeah. that you're like, I can't partake in that because my sort of, my model of the world doesn't allow for the 20% probability that I assign to it's going to fail yeah. within five years yeah. or whatever. But, you know, people have been saying that Bitcoin's going to get hacked since day one. Yeah. And, and everything is speculation except for one thing. So far it hasn't. Yeah. That's, okay. Everything else is speculation. Okay. We, so, we also thought that the NHS would never get hacked until I, it did. No, nah, come on. No, I don't no, think no, anyone thought. No, no, like we, like for you know, government agencies will not get hacked. That was like a parad. Like if someone is going to get hacked by a bunch of criminals, it's you're not going to. Uh, governments are not. Go other governments are going to be ha hacking uh, other governments, right? Not a group of guys in you know the Lazarus group or where the oh, there's some bear group as well, right? Mm, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Smart Bear or something else, not Smart Bear, something else, right? Those guys hacked government systems because they were, because 
they were able to, right? It just takes, when it comes to hacking, it's not if, but when. It's always if not, yeah? Okay, so, and I and I knew you were going to say this, and I, you know, I was having another one of those conversations with myself in my head, right? <laughs> Let me do Chris's part, and then I'll do my part. <laughs> and what I wanted to ask you was, how far forwards does it have to go into the future without getting hacked for you to say, I was wrong? I'd say like five five years for me. So if it's still there in 20 years? I'm happy to be wrong. Would you be happier to be wrong holding a bit of Bitcoin or not holding a bit no, of Bitcoin? No, I, I, I have... I don't mind if I don't have Bitcoin. I don't mind if I have Bitcoin. I don't care. I, I, I'm... I'm I'm not the type of person where you know if I get it wrong I get it wrong it's you know and like yeah the market's fooled me right and yeah okay I don't know that's fine I'm okay with that right um I think the because again like my interests are in what's coming up in the future in 10 years time the extra like there's a lot of things like for me that like with this that kind of question right i'm not that bothered about bitcoin because like you said i'm i'm 39 years old i've got maybe another 30 years in my career left and where i am in my career i'm very happy with it so for me that trajectory upwards or whatever wherever i go right i'm okay with it right but, but you know the thing, and, and what I find kind of slightly amusing or whatever, and it's slightly on a tangent as well, yeah. is it's a little bit like all the property bros. I mean, look, you're you're an investor in property, right? Not really. I'm not. I'm not a, at all. I've just and people say, and when I, you know, I looked at property like a lot of people over COVID, and you know mm. things start going up, and um, and you talk to people and they say, so where's all your investments? I say in the financial markets, you know, like I'm kind of and I kind of look at them sort of like, come on, bro, surely it's in the financial markets. Where yeah, else? Yeah. And they look at you like. You, you really you put everything into fine I'm like yeah like and so what you know and and people will show you the maths they'll say look but I'm making this much on my property and I think it is that thing where number one it's what you're comfortable with yeah right so for me I get it I understand I know the protections I know the the small print the clauses yeah. that where a bond's going to default or whatever yeah. so I'm comfortable with it to me it's yeah. kind of second nature but I think property you suddenly oh did you serve him a you know proper notice on time or I don't know that shit. And therefore, I stay away from it. And when I say, when people say to me, well, I'm making, I don't know, let's just say 15%, I'm thinking, well, I can make 13 and a half on, in the financial markets, mm. but I know my shit. Whereas 15, I might get carried out the next day by an errant um, tenant. Yeah. So I, I think it's probably a little bit of that, but yeah. it's just, you're comfortable because yeah. it's, it's what you know yeah. and what you don't know. And you're just, you're quite happy staying in your yeah. lane. So to speak. And, and the, with me, the, the, the investments I make are mainly stocks, stocks, stocks and bonds, right. right? Have you got any tips for the listeners? Read Intelligent Investor. Okay. I'll give you a tip. Go on. It's all random. No, I, I know. <laughs> yeah, it is. Jokes aside, yeah, yeah. I think it's all bullshit. Yeah. I've seen it for years. For the last, you know, 30 years in the city, right? The fund manager of today who's the star or whatever, he eventually blows up. Yeah. And the yeah. trick is, and that's the trick, what they do, they just blow up and then they just go, right, we're going to relaunch a new yeah, fund. Oh, John Merriweather did the same thing. You know, he was a long-term capital who, who manager. Was that? Nearly, was, took, nearly took the economy down. There, was that, there was that guy, um, like... I think he was Barclays fund manager. He started up his own fund. Oh, Terry Smith. Is it Terry Smith? Yeah. It just collapsed. Yeah. Like it just went fund to shit. I think it's Fund Smith. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah like, and he was an absolute star because yeah. he was the first one. He was the first um, equity analyst in the in the in the 
mid 90s where he said this is how all the companies trick people yeah. these are all the loopholes they use mm. to, to change their uh, yeah. earnings per share or whatever and, and you know like you said like if you're going to buy something buy something that like you're going to have for the rest of your life the companies i've picked i base them on track record and I, I i like to think that i am an owner of the company right and that's my like that's after listening to warren buffett charlie mongers like their uh, you know their uh, berkshire mm. Hath- hathaway um their annual, uh, annual briefing, yeah. briefing, right? Yeah. I, I kind of went, you know what? That actually makes sense. I don't like, I don't want, I don't want to be filthy rich when I'm young. I'd rather be sixty years old and moderately rich, knowing that you know my grandparents, my, my grandkids are taken care of, my daughters are taken care of. I've got two daughters, right? So I need a ton of gold <laughs> for the Indian weddings, and I need to make sure that you know they're they're taken care of, right? So for me, like electronic gold, bro, Bitcoin. <laughs> Sometime, isn't it? Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I even have one of my uh, colleagues gave me a coin because, like, back in the day, I was like, I loved the Bitcoin database things and I used to go on about it. And they got me this coin and it's it's like a gold coin. Yeah, the physical physical Bitcoin right, chip in it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But. I don't know if it's a real one or it's a fake one. <laughs> so I need to go and find out who can find out for me. Like, it's, it's, is it real or fake? I think it's fake. Just give it to me. I Listen, man. Back in, back in 30 years. You're a Gujarati, right? Like, I, I'm, a, uh, yeah, I'm Indian. We know about Gujaratis, right? Come on now. Please. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Anyone who's a real Bitcoin techie who can uh, help out with the, with the coin, reach out. Yeah, cool. I think maybe, should we, should we wrap it up? I don't know whether we came to any conclusions. It's horses for courses, right? It is horses for courses. Yeah. Speaking of horses for courses, yeah, that will go on to one of my questions. But anyway, go on, Smith, what are you going to say? No, I was just going to say, so the way I look at it is, it's ultimately it just comes down to control. And yeah, your, don't have let's control. do closing statements. So, yeah, go on. So, no, that's what I'm saying. So, so I think for me, it's just another asset. And I think, has it got, you know, has it got a lifespan? Has it got a, uh, what do you call it? Has it, has it got legs? Mm. Yeah, definitely. I, you know, and, and I, and I think the fact, I think, in fact, sorry, let me just go back one step. You know, they used to say um, you can forecast terrorist attacks just by following the money because people will start shorting, mm. and and they said they were looking at like two thousand, um, two thousand one, and the eleventh September and whatnot, and before it, someone was massively shorting the shorting options or whatever it was, and it's a little bit like that. Just f- if you follow the money, you'll find the truth, or you'll find, mm. you know, reality is it corresponds with where the money goes, yeah. and. We're seeing it all the time. The banks are slowly, slowly, slowly creeping in. And I'm telling you, it's like, it's a little bit like you said. I wouldn't use the word front running because uh, that's kind of like the F word in, in banking. But, um, but you know, it's your one chance to really kind of get in there because it's the invention of a new asset class um, and it still hasn't found its market price. It's like when the euro came out, you know, it came out at whatever it was, one one dollar and uh, $1.80 or something like whatever it was. I can't remember now. And it kind of hovered around. Then eventually it sort of became one-to-one. And now it sort of found its price as sort of 1.25 to the pound or something or thereabouts, 110, whatever it is. Yeah. So Bitcoin is still yet to find its price, but now's the time. Yeah, the, now's the, time to the get The ETF in. is a game changer. And the, the thing that, that I heard the other day, which I think is interesting, is that the gold spider ETF, which was the yep. first Yeah, I ETF saw that as gold, well. That's right? a story about it, yeah. Once they the launched that, the price went up for eight years. Yeah. And, and I'll tell you what, it's going to be like this. It's going to be literally this. It's going to be, the ETFs have been approved. 
Sorry, guys, we bullshitted you. It's not actually just for criminals. It's not just actually for money laundering. Actually, it's got massive use. And guess what? We own 19.5 million of it. And sorry, you guys can buy it off us if you want for three million each or whatever it is. That's what's going to happen. Okay. I've, 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 you know, I, I feel I've been around long oh. enough to see how the establishment works. And man, all right. So, so let me happen. let me ask uh, regarding that. Right, mm. if you are bit apprehensive of buying the Bitcoin outright. Would the ETF be a suitable proxy? 100%. Yeah. That's the okay. whole, that's the whole selling point of, that's the selling point of it because people don't want to hold it um, and, and also people don't want to, you know, people don't want to have yep. to worry about keeping and stuff. That's why they just say buy the ETF because right now, you know, yep. my money's on an exchange despite yeah. getting screwed over by Celsius. <laughs> Go ahead, Jay. <laughs> yeah, that? I don't know about that. What's that? The, the ETF. So I what think do you don't know about. It? Th- what do you, you don't know about it? whether it's a suitable. I'm not not for us guys because we understand no, no, Bitcoin but, to a certain but, extent. But just just, to, just to extrapolate a little bit mm-hmm. on in terms of tracking the price, yes. In terms of capturing the the the, the value. Uh, value and everything, yeah. yes, perfect. And in terms of, it's really hard to mess up. You know, yeah. it's it's all regulated. It's you know, for for most people, it's good. But the problem with it is, again, one of the things that gives underlying value to Bitcoin yep. is the black swan event protection. Self-sovereignty. Right, which is where the government says, oh, you remember when that, uh, Russia invaded Ukraine and you posted on Twitter that um, you thought actually you like Putin and you know Ukraine's been killing uh, Russians in the Donbass for 10 years and Putin's doing what any strong good world leader would do, well, you can fuck off. We're going to freeze your bank account like they did to all the Russians yes, in London, definitely. like they did to all the Canadian truckers that went on yep. the protest. If you got facial recognition that you were there protesting, they froze your bank account. So one side of it is capturing the value, right. ETF, some yeah. kind of product that tracks the price. This, I think, is yep. great. But the other side is understanding what the the paradigm-changing mm. people within crypto are looking at, which yep. is we don't trust these people. Just because the British government didn't confiscate anyone's money for the last 100 years doesn't mean I mean, they're not going to do it next year. And actually, they did it two years ago to the Russians. Jason, I'll they go literally back literally did it. I'll, 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 I'll go back to my own experiences. My family, my family roots are East Africa, you know, as you, you, probably, yeah, yeah, you know, same, right? Same, same right, right. So, side, yeah. so yeah, right. So, you know, Indians are told you've got basically, you know, a couple of days, fuck off or yeah. we're going to kill you. Yeah. Right. And so Indian mothers, you know, everyone, the gold, we all got our weddings. Yeah. They, all the women and wore it, wore it and, and they turned on. up in England and said, okay, here we trade this bangle in and we can buy a house with it or yeah. pay our first yeah, month's yeah, rent or whatever. Yeah. Right. The Jews ran, you know, wherever, yeah, yeah. you know, when, when they, um, when they yeah. has, um, moved out, it was, you know, they took their diamonds with them. Yeah. But now imagine today, you just land in another country and you just go, log in, boom, there's my Bitcoin and I'll take a little bit out of this, cash it out and yeah. that's that. So it's, a, it, it's that part. And I think that appeals more to the kind of, you know, people like yourself, Jason, you know, all these people who, who believe in, you know, having that right to self, self-sovereignty and mm. you don't want to be beholden to governments. I think the bulk of it, obviously, is just going to be, it's another asset class. Yeah. We want to bet on it yeah. and, you know, capture the upside. There's this big thing there where which people miss out on is this. I mean, this we, and we did we did really get like a front row seat the last three years, right? Can't fly, can't go here, can't go yeah. there, can't go out, yeah. can't go to work. Say COVID is to, fake, we'll we'll, yeah. we'll cancel you. Yeah, exactly. 
you know, if you literally, your neighbours will grass you up for not wearing a mask and blah, mm. blah, blah. The police will come knocking at your door, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, anyone who goes, no, it's never going to happen. Matt, it happened. It yeah. happened in the UK. It happened in the US. It happened in Australia. In Australia, they were... They were microwave weaponing people and boiling them from the yeah, inside, yeah, so fucking yeah, yeah. crowd control, yeah. because they dared to go out in the park when they were told to stay at home. Yeah. So anyone that wants to say, can never happen, bro, yeah, fuck off, go back to sleep. You, 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 you're already uh, 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 with on that hiding sentiment to nowhere. Heart, right? With that sentiment at heart, I think this is, that's, that is the exact sentiment I have about hacking the system, right? Just because it hasn't happened in the past, doesn't mean that it's not yeah, going to happen yeah, in the future, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And I think that's like my closing closing statement is, look, if you want to do it, you want to buy Bitcoin because A, you want to get rich in the future, you want to do it as a hedge against inflation, whatever your reason is, I'm down with that, that's fine. The technology I love, I think it has legs. I think even after we go post-quantum, there is still a use case for distributed ledgers, Right. However, I think at this point in time, when it comes to the currency, the the cryptocurrency, I'm just skeptical because of so many bad actors that are in the ecosystem. SBF, um, who's the other other one? Oh, recently? Yeah, um, yeah, um, CZ, right? CZ, yeah, Binance, yeah, yeah. All of these people. Going, it's yeah. not necessarily that. The crypto people are bad. I think the people who are trying to make money off the crypto people are the ones that are the problems. And I think there there needs to be more, like the people just need to be a little bit more careful, right? Like if you're going to use an exchange, make sure the exchange that you're using is going to, you know, there, there is some liquidity about it and they're not going to mess you around. Um and also, you know, like in SBF's case, like just make sure that he's not doing some dodgy shit. Um, same with CZ. I mean, he what did he do? He did some really shady stuff as well. It's like, I mean, you're multi-billionaires. Why do you need to do this much shady stuff with the, the, more people's the money? The CZ thing is a little bit different yeah, though because Binance was the competitor to Coinbase. Yeah. yeah. And Coinbase is doing the custody for nine out of the 12 ETFs. Right. And so... The, the theory is that the US and the Thank SEC you. want Binance out of the picture so that Coinbase will do basically all of the on and off ramping right. of, of everything. And Coinbase has stated in their annual quarterly yeah. meetings, we collect data and give it to the US government. That's part yeah. of our model. Yeah. So the, the CZ thing is a bit of a red herring, but I mean, I yeah. think outside of the scope of this conversation. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I, think, I, think that's, I think that's perfectly... Reasonable. I think my, my closing thoughts would be, number one, do your own research. Yeah. Number two, don't take investment advice off of me. Yeah, number three, this is not investment advice. This number is three, not, this is not investment <laughs> advice. advice. Number four, <laughs> don't take any investment advice from anything that you've heard on this podcast <laughs> at all. Five is do your own research again. Number six is C number three. Six is C number three. <laughs> but, but ultimately... I, I think it comes down to this. You do your research and then you make a decision, like I've said a, a few times, do I want to have some and be wrong or do I want to not have some and be wrong? Your downside risk is 100%. 
So whatever you put in, you can lose. You put a thousand pounds in, you can lose a thousand pounds. You can't lose a thousand and one pounds. You can lose what you put in. Your upside risk is unlimited. Nobody knows the ultimate price of Bitcoin at some point in the future or before it gets cracked or before the World War Three or whatever. Nobody knows where the price is going to go. But if you look at the mechanics of global finance at the moment and you look at what Bitcoin will likely capture, which is between 1% and 5% of everything, you're talking about a 300, 200, 300 million dollar Bitcoin. And at the moment it's at 38,000. So better to have a little bit and be wrong than not have any and be wrong. Because the missed opportunity cost is worse, in my way of thinking, mm. than the opportunity cost. You know, it's, it's kind of life advice that people always give, right? Better go do the thing and regret it than not do it and regret it. It doesn't apply to everything, right? Yeah. Jump off a building without a parachute. <laughs> or, you know, everyone's going to come up with a good counter yeah. argument. But you're better to have a little bit and be wrong and do your research and go on the journey and enjoy the ride and whatever than just sit on the sidelines and be that person saying, fucking Bitcoin, it's going gonna, it's gonna to get cracked soon, bro. I've been hearing that for 10 years. Oh, fucking going to get hacked soon, bro. Well, probably, but not yet. But not yet. So let me ask you three questions. Christian, seeing as you're my t in my top 0.5% <laughs> super fans on Spotify, I've got some different questions. So question number one, I think I might have asked this once. Question number one is, if you could have a meal, have dinner with anyone living or dead, who would you choose? Living or dead? Um, just one meal. Just, just, Sorry. yeah. I don't know. You, you know what? I, I would like to have another meal with my granddad. As simple as that. I don't, I don't miss anyone else as much as I miss him. Nice. So that's kind of uh, maybe a little bit like my next question. So my next question is: Would you rather have ten million pounds or be ten years younger? Um, or you're not bothered about either. Well, see, the thing is, I shave, and I, apparently I age 10 years, um, which, like, recently I was told. So, I, you when know, you shave, you when, you I shave, shave. when I shave, oh. when I shave, like, I got... Well, you look 10 years older uh, or younger? No, younger. Oh, yeah, yeah. Someone, someone said that I, used I look 10 years younger. I was like, okay, fine. Um, I'd take the 10 million. I've got two daughters, man. Good. It's the correct answer. <laughs> And uh, the third one, because I'm always curious, is you're trapped in a TV show for a month. Mm -hmm. What would you choose? Goodness gracious me. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> Beautiful. <laughs> yeah, I like it. What's your favourite sketch that they did? Oh, the uh, the um, two, um, you know, the two uh, um, Bhangra muffins, the... The young the, guys. The young guys, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's always been my favourite. We had a, a classmate who looked like Kulvinder Gir, uh, and he used to dress here in the winter. He used to have that hat, you know, the yeah, yeah, the 90s yeah. beanie hat. Yeah. And we used to we used to always go up to him and go, Cha, man! <laughs> <laughs> nice. Smith, do you, want some, do you want to do some questions? I, I want to ask a question. Oh, I want to ask a question to both of you, right? So, and it's it's similar to that, that other, the, the, the second question. Um, you, it, you got a choice between 
10 million, you know, whatever, 100 million pounds mm. or 10 million pounds, whatever, like a load, load of money, or you can live your life over again, but you will know everything you've accumulated so far. So you, you can live your life again with the knowledge. I'm actually hoping that when I die, I get to live my life again and I can somehow remember. 100%. Yeah, 100%, right? 100%. So, what do you say, Jay? I'm going to take the money. <laughs> I'm going to tell you why. Yeah, but listen, it's not in Bitcoin, it's in fiat, bro. <laughs> tell you why. Well, I'll just buy Bitcoin. <laughs> and, and Lambos. And can't, Rolexes. Can't on, ramp, can't, can't on ramp, bro. Lambos, Rolexes, and some Bitcoin. <laughs> um, no, I'll tell you why. Because I think the most... Um, the most kind of real part of life is the novelty is experiencing new mm. things true and mm. if you like imagine you've got to go through school again mm. yeah you've got to sit there like a spanner for i mean chris <laughs> is thinking oh that would be amazing i'd love to school but i'm looking at you when i say <laughs> yeah, this. Like, imagine you've got to go through school again <laughs> and you know everything and you know how little of it you're going to use <laughs> and you know that which teacher's an asshole and you've just got to sit there because you're six and you can't tell them listen <laughs> yeah, I'm actually 60. <laughs> no, that would be horrible. I take the money. I take the money and I, you know, roll the dice and you know what comes comes. I'm 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 Fair happy. Enough. Fair enough. I'm happy doing what I'm doing. So, what's your social media, Chris? Uh, Christian two seven eight four on um, on Insta, and I don't have X anymore. Um, oh, no X. Yeah, I just on Insta. Christian two two seven eight four two seven eight four. Smiz it, yeah. I'm not, I'm not a big social guy, you know. Like, like, like um, I'm not into the socials because obviously from my from my job and whatnot, we weren't even really allowed to sort of have socials. So yeah, it's more just to keep in touch with friends and stuff. And obviously, I'm a bit of a meme lord. Uh, so if you're one of Smith's so friends, or you enjoy like the memes, memes, yeah, basically enjoy the memes. Follow Smiz it <laughs> yeah. on uh, on Insta, and obviously follow. And it's a parody account, by the way, pod. guys. It's a parody account. That's like of what of the real Smith? No, you'll see it when you see it. It's but it's like everyone's like, oh, bro, what is this, bro? What is this? Why, why you got these photos here, bro? Like, you'll see it when you see it. But what do you have photos account. of? It's you don't parody. post anything. I know it's a parody account. Is that old the, is that the parody? The parody. Is <laughs> yeah, like, you, you social, use social media, media that I don't for use. not doing yeah. social media. Yeah. All right, let me let me ask you guys a question. Good. Right, we all train at resistance. So here's here's a question. You get you get one round with. Uh, uh, meat hook you get one round with Harvey because you're both skinny guys and you like pulling guard or you get one round with me oh you anyway who, who, who are you taking uh, for me like you're asking me um, any I'm, I'm like I'm fine like whatever <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, like I've any. never rolled with Harvey and I don't intend to <laughs> Harvey I, you seem like a really nice guy but I don't want to roll with you meat hook I've rolled with a number of times I, I literally had this conversation with Gosha the other night there is no benefit for me to rolling with Meat Hook. Zero benefit. Because if he moves, he's going to squash me. And if he doesn't move, like, well, what's the point? I might as well just go bouncy castle and just, like, bounce on one of the humps, you know, and, and one that's going to, like, kind of be doing its shopping list while I'm bouncing on it and saying, come on. Put your hand in my collar. And I'm like, no, because I'm going to wrist lock myself. I'm not putting my hand anywhere. At least with you, I can have a reasonable round. So, yeah, I'll, I'll take you any day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Definitely. Yeah, see, I, I've, I've always just been like, you know, it's, it's even when people do sort of awkward things or silly things or spaz out or whatever, I'm just like, well, that's just part of it. And if you, you know, it's, it's on you to handle it. Yeah, yeah. So I don't mind rolling with anybody because I'm, I'm just like, well, you know, in, in reality, in a real situation, or you're never going to, you're not going to have the choice. You're not going to have weight classes and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. So roll with everyone. And, and I think also for me, it's like, look, I'm not going to be any kind of jiu-jitsu champion or competitor or anything. So it's in my duty as a teammate, you know, I don't want to be that guy who says, no, bro, I don't roll with this guy. I don't roll with, I roll with everyone. Mate. I don't say that. I just like look, Think it. I look over here <laughs> or say, next don't round. Next yeah. round, oh, us when they, say, when they say new partners, yeah. it's like, Sorry, no, man, contact. I've already got yeah. some. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. the, the, the best thing I've seen is Harvey, Harvey on, on, on him doing a side control. Right. On Smith. On Smith. Oh, yeah. Okay. Or, or like, I didn't know where Harvey started. I thought he, Harvey was just lying on the floor. Smith was just like <laughs> underneath him. Just like feet. <laughs> <laughs> Sticking out the bottom. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's arguments both ways, but I'm going to yeah. go with, no, my skeleton is, all the places where it's joined, I would, I will hope that it's going to stay joined in those places. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll roll with Harvey. I, I like rolling with Harvey. I roll with him Harvey, quite, quite if you good. listen. Does he listen? Harvey, if you listen, yeah, yeah. Smith's calling I'll you out. I'll tell him. <laughs> no, I roll with everyone. He's so. calling you out. <laughs> oh, this Thursday. No this one's Thursday. calling me a hook out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he's getting fit now as well, right? You've seen his gym pictures. He's yeah, yeah, yeah. His gym. he's looking good. A, f a fit cardio meat hook is a, not an attractive proposition, man. That's a that's a weapon. Well, um, betide anyone on the, in the Euros, man. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully yeah, yeah. he's going to go and smash everyone. Yeah. Cool. Thank you for coming in. Thank you for having me again. Awesome. It's been uh, it's been fascinating. It's been a pleasure. I always uh, always learn a lot when you come in. So I appreciate you being here, Smith. I don't really learn much, <laughs> but I, I always appreciate you being here, my 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 bro. And for me, I, I don't really appreciate being here. I still don't. I still get the anxiety. Last night, like I woke up like five a.m. this morning. It's like fuck. I yeah, I could tell by your by your message, right? Chris is like. <laughs> Oh, I'm here early. And I'm like, oh, shit, I thought he said 11 o'clock. All right, I'll be there early. <laughs> Message from Smith. I'll be there at 11. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. No smiley, no nothing, just fuck you. I'll no, be there at 11. No, no, it's only because I saw that and I thought, shit, now them two are going to be there before me. They're going to be preparing. <laughs> I'm only left out. So, and I was like, so I was literally rushing to the bath. I was like, oh, I'm going to get a shower. Like, right, mate. Yeah, I'll be there at 11. Fine. Whatever. So it wasn't a diss, it was just, I'll be there. It was a factual, uh, okay. factual <laughs> response. Cool, I like it. I like Acknowledging it. you guys, like, I'll be there, don't worry, bro. Yeah, yeah, no fluff, no <laughs> fluff. Cool. Thank you guys for listening. Hope you, uh, hope you enjoyed it. Hope you got something out of it. If you got any questions on cryptos and Bitcoin, ask Krish or Smith. Don't ask me. As you can see, if you're watching, I've got my cowboy hat on, so you will know. That I am a cowboy and you should not listen to anything I say. Um, but yeah, follow us on Spotify and Instagram and YouTube. Make sure you're sharing. Give us a thumbs up. Um, interact with us on Insta. So comment under the posts. Are we doing the, the white basement Christmas raffle where we give away a Bitcoin, Jason? No. <laughs> we, will no. Do, we will do a giveaway. But only when we're on Spotify. No, we'll do we've, a giveaway. We signed a ten billion, a, ten a, billion contract. We're doing a Christmas show um, on Sunday, right? Oh yeah, me, you, and Ben. Yeah. So we'll do a, we'll oh, do my a giveaway. Already started. We'll do a giveaway on that one, but it, yeah, it won't Sounds be a Bitcoin. It will be something that has real world value and usefulness. <laughs> I know what it is already. Divisible, homogeneous. It's, it's, div it's divisible. It is.
Yeah, it, 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 it satisfies about three quarters of the properties of money. Yeah, except it's Shiba Inu. No. You get one. <laughs> no, 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 no. Something good. Something good. As long as it arrives. If it doesn't arrive, we're giving away nothing. <laughs> but yeah, thanks for listening. Don't forget to follow the podcast. New episode every Tuesday, 5 a.m. And we'll catch you next time. If you don't deserve my love, you won't get it, no credit. Me over once and regret it, yeah, I said it. Feelings and emotions, I can shed it. Re-edit, I'm running from my past, yeah.